It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. It is actually, as we've been explaining for the last couple of days, it's actually right now, as we record this spot, uh, Tuesday night at Bike for a Chai. It's the first time with all the amazing venues that we've uh, that we've broadcasted from. I believe it's the first time that we're with over 400 cyclists. In a uh, really an international event with riders from everywhere and supporters certainly from everywhere who are supporting what has become one of the landmark events on the Jewish calendar. That's the Bike for Achai. If you go to the website, you can get an immediate update as to how much has been raised. Right now, as I said, for us it's Tuesday night and they are, uh, believe it or not, in the Bike for Achai campaign just under 5058 million dollars, which has shattered the goal that they were seeking for this year, and which will uh, be even more, I believe, we'll find out later, than what uh, High Lifeline uses to operate Camp Simcha on an annual basis. So an unbelievable success already, and not one rider has left the hotel yet at this point. I'm joined by a great team, of course. I want to thank ZK, who's here on the spot. I want to thank Stan in our studio. I want to thank uh, Jamie Turkel, and of course, I want to thank the one and only Mark Zamek, who is uh, acting as my co-host and as our producer for these uh, for this uh, show. It, it's, it feels like these shows, because we're doing this on Tuesday night and on Wednesday morning from the start line. Mark Zamek, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nahum. Am I right or wrong? With all the places we've been, it's the first time we're doing a show surrounded by over 400 cyclists. It could be. <laughs> Get a lot of background noise on this. Yeah, a lot of good background noise. You know why? Because a lot of good background noise right now in the hotel. They're having a major pre-event celebration going on right next to us as they're getting everybody psyched up for the big ride. I sometimes call it a race. not a race. It's a ride. It's a together unified ride that's heading up to Camp Simcha starting early, early, early tomorrow morning. Here's what I have to say. Yeah. It's not that early. It's halfway through the show. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's not like, that early. For you, you'd have been done already. <laughs> you so, know, have you yes. ever been to Disney World? Yes, I've been to Disney World. So people go to look at the rides. Right. I go to watch the operation. <laughs> right. And so there are over 400 bikers here. I think there's like 600 staff. It's incredible what's going on. Unbelievable. Hundreds of staff and volunteers. The logistics was described to me earlier as being uh, only as being Herculean. It's unbelievable what's going on here to make sure that this goes off without a hitch. And as you pointed out to me off the air, we'll hopefully have a chance to ask some of the people who are with us later uh, during this three-hour show about some of those logistics and the whole operation now it works. I asked one of the bikers, and I said, so what happens to your stuff? He goes, I don't know. When I get to the hotel tomorrow night, it's there. (laughs) He has no clue how it gets there. But all of a sudden, we know it's not on the back of his bicycle. That we do know. Not a big knapsack, yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, so here we are. The official name of the hotel, where are we exactly? Crown Plaza Stamford. We're at the Crown Plaza Stamford, so a big yeshikoff to them 
and their staff and management for uh, housing. Which is also a holiday. By the way, tonight yeah. I'm staying in a Holiday Inn Express. How do you like that? <laughs> you're going to be you're going to be flawless tomorrow. You're putting yourself under a tremendous amount of pressure, I must say. Um, so, so that's the story. Right now, where we are in hour number one of this show is uh, just on the edge of this big celebration that's going on to our right. Um, we'll, we'll certainly continue to encourage people to sponsor. If you want the immediate update as to what Chai Lifeline Camp Simcha Bike for Chai is up to right now, then obviously you just go to their website and you'll see it. They have a lot of teams. They have over 400 riders. And uh, this is really part one for us of this whole adventure because Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern time, we're actually going to go on the web, on the network at NahumSiegel.com and on the NSN app. And we are going to be live at Camp Simcha, which means what's known as the world's greatest finish line we will see and hear with our very own eyes and ears. So that's so going to be really you're, exciting. You're biking the whole No, way? I'm not biking at all. In fact, I was exempt. You know, if you do radio, you don't have to bike? That's what cool. they said. Yeah, I know. Everybody was pressuring me. Like, hey, we got to go ahead and... Uh, so ZK, yeah. he's biking? Oh, ZK, are you biking? Yeah, he's biking with the camera on his back, it seems. <laughs> And with the board and everything else. By the no, way, we're the all New York exempt. City Marathon. There's one of those cameras on the back of the golf cart popping right. up and down. It sometimes works and sometimes yeah, doesn't. Exactly. Right. Oh, ZK, yeah, ZK likes stability. He likes stability when it comes to this. By the way, I'm glad you mentioned this with the, with the camera because uh, realize that right now, if you're listening to us, you can also watch at NahumSiegel.com. The video is actually up, so it may not be in real time, but we made up for it by having both audio and video for ready to enjoy uh, throughout this entire program. So go ahead. Go to NahumSiegel.com. You'll see the video on the home page. And obviously all of our social media sites will be up to date. We've got our uh, Facebook, NahumSiegel Network. We've got Twitter at NahumSiegelNet and all the other stuff that the kids love these days. Uh, you'll be able to follow us the at all, all the, yeah, exactly, all the social networking. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, so it is quite an operation. It's quite a celebration. And it is, uh, it is now in 2015 one of the, if not the, major event on the Jewish calendar, certainly when it comes to exercise and riding and fitness and investing. Do you see what the guys invested in some of these bicycles? It's unbelievable. And by the way, not a single one has a kickstand. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Where are the, the kickstands? I want to know. And by, by one, one other thing, by the way, and I'll probably explore this off the air with one of the riders, especially if I find one my size. Those seats do not look very comfortable, yeah. <laughs> to be very honest with you. I just they don't want to be able to sit down. So I they make guess. Are seat. they standing off the seat for a time of and, the ride? And by the way, most of the shoes that they wear you can't walk on because they're shoes that attach to the – they plug into the wheel of the bike. So they're shoes like with pegs on the bottom that you can't – so this way your feet don't – I am learning a lot this morning. I am learning a lot. I haven't even gone to Wikipedia to look up cycling, and I'm learning a lot. This is amazing. Is there a difference between bicycling and cycling, like between ping pong and table tennis? You also, by the way, noted that uh, the uniform is really tight and small because they right. want as little wind resistance as possible, I would guess, to make the ride as easy as possible. I don't know. It, it could also be the wick, the wick away T-shirts make it more comfortable to yeah, pull the sweat true. off your body. By that's the way, true. very cool because we found that, and you obviously didn't mention it on the air. Yeah. Because we just found out about it when we got to the hotel, yeah, yeah. is that we will be broadcasting tomorrow morning. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned this. I'm <laughs> See, sorry. By the way, we have to have a post-production meeting because I want that camera on the starting line. Yeah. So ZK will be like smack in the middle, facing the riders, right before the gun goes off. They say the that bike for Hyde does everything right. It's one of the reasons they've grown the way they have. And boy, did they do this right. They heard we're coming, so tonight we're inside, which makes sense. Tomorrow morning. Uh, when we do the show, which will be somewhere around 5 o'clock, but everyone will hear it between, you know, that segment between 7 and 9. When we do the show, 
will actually be outside looking at the start line. I mean, we will be right next to these 400 riders who at about 7 a.m. Eastern time, what will be close to 9 a.m. for us on the air, are going to be taking off and are going to be starting this hundreds of miles, whatever, what is it, 180, 160, whatever it is exactly, up to Camp Simplus. That will be exciting. And as we said, and as you as you mentioned, it will be on video. You'll see the whole thing at NahumSiegel.com. Watch it and enjoy All it. those family members of the bike riders will be able right. to tune in and see their uh, family member will or the they people be able they sponsor. ZK, you know about video cameras. Will they be able to pick well, no, out I, specific uh, members? Is your cable long enough that you can stand in the middle of the street facing the bikers <laughs> as they start? <laughs> They'll trip over the cable. It'll be a no, whole run him over <laughs> before he trip over the cable. It'll be a whole mess. It'll be a whole mess intertwined with, with hundreds of tires. Come on. You know you're asking can for you, trouble. Can you WhatsApp Miriam to find out if ZK's insurance is paid out? <laughs> what I want you to do is find the place, like at the wedding I was at the other night, it was such a gorgeous, large building, and the chuppah was outside. They put the video crew on top of the roof. That's where ZK needs to be when that, when that bike for high start line starts off. He needs to be on top of somewhere looking straight down to take great video. That. You know, in the, remember, people would get married in the Newark Radisson or mm-hmm. the Sheridan Newark. So all the rooms, right? right? So I knew people Those used to put mountains. cameras up there and take pictures. There you go. See? ZK, could you wire up the place tonight if you don't mind. By the way, maybe ZK right now should take a look at the lobby. It's a beautiful hotel. Yeah, here. this is a gorgeous yeah, like, place. Is that diamonds in there? I didn't even realize that so many uh, causes, organizations, weekends, conferences are using this hotel on a regular basis. Yeah, I think so. this is like Gateway Central. Oh, is this where Gateway I is? I think so. So there you go. So there you have it. All right, there is a bike for high anthem. I don't By know. By the way, I heard an announcement. I was very upset. And what is that? When I was in the um, pasta party yeah. before, when they were trying to get everybody quiet, the guy announced, what he we, said. We call it a pasta party, right? I think that's, that's what they call right, it. Pasta party. Right. He announced, he wanted to get everybody quiet and sitting down. He said, four portions of pastrami is enough. <laughs> That's, that's a quote. That's a direct quote. Four portions. That's terrible. Where did he get that from? Why would it be enough? <laughs> Not nearly enough, that's right? crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bike for Chai as an anthem, and one of the things we can guarantee is that it's going to be part of our musical mix over the next couple of days, both now during JM and the AM on this Wednesday morning, and of course, when we hit the road with the Nachum Single Network to be up at Camp Simcha tomorrow on Thursday. That'll be at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So we'll play it now from AKA Pello. We have guests coming up and plenty more. It is a Tuesday night. You're listening on a Wednesday morning, and it is a special edition, the Bike for Chai edition of JM in the AM. <laughs> We're riding tomorrow at 5 a.m.? Are you crazy? Yeah. Okay, I'm in. Hey, does anyone have a spare clip bar? I forgot mine at home. Worn down, my heart is aching. Stuck here, I can't take the waiting. Deep sigh, praying to let me go. gonna stop me this time that's why i'm biking for high pushing together as one a united peloton to the world's greatest finish line that's why we're biking for high just got my new speed plays they're awesome they make you faster totally i don't think they're working 
guys. Where's Margulies? I'm going to kill that guy. He said there's no hills on the first day. Camp Simcha tomorrow. Can't wait to greet the 400-plus riders. One of them is David Eggert, and um, I'm so glad he stopped by our broadcast facility here at Bike for Chai. And I'll tell you why. Earlier today, I was told a story about how Bike for Chai started, and it's really attributed to one person. David Eggert walks over to me, says, you know, I don't know what you said exactly that clued us into the fact that you're that guy. That's me, David Welcome Eggert. to JM and the AM. It's great to Ple- meet you. Pleasure being here. The story goes like this. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. 
You're going to Camp Simcha. That's right. You're, you're a staff member. What is it, five, six years ago or more? It was uh, 2009. Okay, in 2009 you're going as a staff member. That's correct. And you tell the, I don't know if it's the administration, the camping people, the bus company, whoever it is, that you got to get your bike from Lakewood up to camp, right? That's correct. And they say to you, hey. They're like, buddy, I'm sorry. You know, there's no room on the bus for bikes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, your bike's not coming up to camp. So I actually turned to Yoel Margulies, who, uh, and it was him and someone, Mutti Edelstein. Right. They said, Edgar, I'm sorry, there's nothing we could do. You know, you go into camp, I guess you can have to do it without your bike. I was like, it's not happening. I gotta have a bike in camp. They're like, ship it. I was like, ship it? It's too expensive. I can't. I'm gonna bike up to camp. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Well, you know something? I decided I'm gonna bike up to camp. How many miles is that from Lake? It was 135 miles. Okay. And, uh, and one guy's like, Edgar, if, if you manage to bike up to camp, I'll buy you a brand new bike. I was like, hey, you got me going, a free bike. <laughs> and then um, a few days later, I was actually by um, uh, I was actually by a campaign stop from, from New Jersey governor. Right. At that time, it was uh, John Corzine. Right. He was giving a speech about cancer. I was like, hey, governor, could you sponsor me? $2 a mile I got, and the check and the check cleared. You're serious. That's correct. I was I was told other people also sponsored that year. Is that true? There was a couple of sponsors. A couple of people tossed in some I think money. I raised around $10,000 for High Life on that year. Very nice. That's great. All of a sudden, you get to camp with the bike, and some concept is now born. That's it's right. Bike for Chai. Bike for Chai. In year two, was it uh, was it already starting to catch on? Year two, I was probably around um, three months beforehand. I was training by myself, and like uh, there was a few other friends. I was talking to them. I was like, you know something? Why don't you guys join me? And one guy's like, join you? Are you crazy? Well, before I knew it, I had uh, forty uh, me and uh, forty friends. We all biked up to camp, and and Bike for Chai was born. Unbelievable. Incredible. What was the finish line like that year? Was there some excitement when you got to camp? Let's see. The first year on that, on that I did it myself, right. the finish line was like, you know, <laughs> it wasn't too bad. The next day I actually broke my wrist, but oh, don't boy. tell anybody about that. And was there excitement already in year two? Oh, it, you it got was to great. Camp, there was a crowd I got, I got to camp, and I just missed lunch. <laughs> now they'd hold lunch for you, right? Now, yeah. yeah. The, the lunch is in the way for me. Would. David Egger is from where? You're still from Lakewood? Lakewood, New Jersey. And tomorrow you'll be riding. And That's right. Unbelievable. And then pr- next year, I don't know, because I'm in the military. So. Wow. Kalakavod to you. Thank you, thank you. Great meeting you. It's Pleasure a, it's is always a, yours. A great story, and uh, you're a legend at this point. Thank you. So a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. David Eggert, everybody. Let's hear it. If you wonder how, if you wonder how Bike for Chai began, that's how Bike for Chai began. Pretty amazing concept, frankly. Uh, David Eggert here at JM in the AM. All right. We have, um, we have Shragi Chaifetz, is it? Chaifetz. Shragi Chaifetz is here. Shragi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Where are you from? Uh, originally from Brooklyn, now living in Farakway. Uh, now you're in Far Rockaway. Very nice. And Far Rockaway, New York, are there other people aside from yourself who are biking? Uh, so, uh, actually, most of the guys from, from uh, we put we put together a team, Team Tamar. Most of the guys are out from Far Rockaway in the five towns. Right. Um, team Tamar is named for who? So, Team Tamar was put together a couple months ago by um, by Tamar's husband, Rachmil Maxwell. Right. Uh, who, was ri- who originally signed up to ride for his wife, Tamar Maxwell, who... Was diagnosed with uh, an aggressive brain tumor a couple of years ago, back in 2013. Wow! Um, it was a couple months after the, after they had a baby, um, and in a big, when when Bike for High registration opened up this year, Rachmil signed up and he was riding for his wife. And then one time we were out on a ride together, uh, and he w- we were st- we started talking about this team, and you know we said, oh, it's crazy, you got to raise so much money, we can't <laughs> do it, we're two young guys. 
And slowly over, you know, it took a couple of weeks. We met, you know, met a, a guys who we used to ride with. They were, you know, really a dedicated group of riders who, who, who stood behind Rachmiel, supported him throughout this whole ride. And um, believe it or not, we raised uh, over $134,000 and counting. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Are you excited about the race? I'm excited about the race. I shouldn't say race. Ride. Ride. Right. It's not a race. Not it's a about race. supporting it's each other. Right. It's exactly. not a race. Um, but sadly, the, the you know the story uh, took a sad turn two weeks ago. Tamar passed away. Right. Um, and you know the whole the, you know, the whole team really rallied around him together with the Five Towns guys, all of them incredible you know incredible people, incredible group of guys. People didn't even know who he you know they didn't know him, but they knew about him, and they came to the you know they're they by the Levaya and throughout Shiva they were in and out of the house. Um, but Rachmil's here today. Uh, he's joining us and he's still riding with us. He's going to be here. He is on he the ride. He is on the ride and he feels like this is a way to, you know, sort of commemorate Tamar's legacy of, of, which is really love and joy. Just a love of life. He was, you know, he was, throughout Shiva, he was talking about her, her love for just, 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 just life. Really life itself. Always wanted to be happy. Even while she was, you know, when she was sick, she always was requesting, um, you know, to have entertainers come down and sing for her and dance. And she was always, the way he put it, always with a drink. But always ready, always ready for a party, and it's really, you know, I think that's where that's where that's where Rachmiel and we, all of us are here today to really celebrate the, you know, a legacy of of love and life. Tragi Chayfitz is here. He's with the team Tamar during uh, Bike for Chai 2015. The uh, team obviously has done very well. Now this team is is named in her memory, obviously, and who knows, it may just grow and grow from here. We see that very often, right? Where to memorialize somebody, the team just grows and grows. Uh, what's the most exciting thing about tomorrow? What is the uh, I know there's a lot of challenges and a lot of difficult things, and it's really two days, not just, you know, it's not just Wednesday, it's Wednesday and Thursday. The finish line is great, but what else during the 180-some miles is... Uh... So you mentioned the finish line, I was going to say the most exciting thing about tomorrow is the day after tomorrow, <laughs> and getting back in my car and going back home, uh, putting my bike away for a couple of days at least, you know. Um, the most exciting thing tomorrow, uh, the leaving together as a group, the excitement in the morning, waking up before the crack of dawn. Still dark out. It's quiet out, but the, you know, inside the hotel, it's bustling, and everybody's getting ready for the ride. And this, you know, this real feeling of like, of you know, of, of all the riders supporting each other. And you know, from start to finish, it's an incredible ride, incredible support from the top down, from the riders, the SAG support. Um, Yoel and Srilly really have, have have put together an operation that like no other, from A to Z. Did you drive here to this event? By bike? No, you drive, oh, drive by, by car. car. I got a well. I got a ride from Kem Simcha with a van. That, that how do how these cars that are here get to the uh, get to the uh, riders eventually? You have any idea? Uh, they <laughs> actually have two car transporters that are going to be transporting twenty four cars back to Kem Simcha. That is their job. Yeah. <laughs> so if you would have a car here, it would end up in Kemp at yeah, some point. Yeah. Pretty amazing. I must yeah. say. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Shragi Chayfitz. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Good luck with Team Tamar in honor of uh, Tamar who just passed away recently, and as you said, her husband is riding and the team is all revved up to make this a great event. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for Thank joining you us today. JM in the AM, it is a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. We're here Tuesday night in hour number one at the uh, pasta party and all the celebration that's going on. Mayor Raskis is with us. He is cycling as part of Team Kobe in honor of a Baltimore youngster diagnosed with a brain tumor this year. And Kobe went to Camp Simcha this summer, 2015, for the very first time. Mayor Raskis, welcome to JM in the AM. Nothing. Thank you. I have to tell you, it's it's a real honor. Um, I appreciate that. I downloaded your app. Thank I you. I have a commute to downtown Baltimore every morning, <laughs> and you're part of it. Thank you very so much. So to be sitting here with you um, and see the app come to life. Is I appreciate that very much. Huge is, fan. Is the commute by bicycle or by automobile? 
You know what? If you've been reading the news in Baltimore yeah. and you're hearing about all the murders, I'm staying in my car. <laughs> Your car in the morning. I got rush. a bulletproof one now. <laughs> all right, I understand that. Uh, the mayor of Baltimore is on the line. Wants to speak to you anyway. <laughs> I'm um, the mayor of Baltimore. Oh yeah, mayor. Then you're, you're the mayor of Baltimore. Mayor Raskus. Um, look, I, I I don't know. You know, we, we could explore this, and, and I guess this is not really the time. But uh, you know, families go through life changing situations like the one you described, right? Eventually, it becomes Team Kobe in support of Kobe. And as you just mentioned, he's in Camp Simcha for the very first time during the summer of 2015. How, when this news hits the community and his extended family, does it end up being a team and all this incredible support and all this incredible uh, moral support that comes out for this youngster? So, Nuckle, let me tell you, last year was the first time I did the ride. And just by way of background, I was, you know, hit my 40s, middle 40s, weight was starting to come on. And I said, you know what, i got to do something. And I did bike for Chai last year, and it was really one of the most meaningful things I did. Wow. Unfortunately, as we know, life happens. Um, there's a, a, a kid, an 8-year-old, now 9-year-old kid in our, um, in our shul named Kobe. Right. And unfortunately, he was diagnosed um, with, uh, with cancer. And it right away occurred to me, let me make Bike for Chai more meaningful. I assumed he was going to go to Camp Simcha. Our rabbi in Baltimore, Rabbi Silber, amazing, amazing rabbi. I recommend anybody out to the listening audience to come for Shabbos to Suburban Orthodox. I'm the past presidents. I do need to make a plug. Um, come, join. Membership is... Very good. And, nice uh, job on your part. One of the things that Rabbi Silber always tells us as a congregation is we need to take a two-pronged approach. Tefillah, and I like to you know, tell the audience, you know, we're all davening for Yaakov, David, Ben Abigail. He should have a refuge soon. Okay, right. But it's a two-pronged approach. It's tefillah, but then it's taking something proactive. And Bike for Chai gives us really a turnkey operation to be able to raise money, do something meaningful and holy. And I'm privileged to um, be the captain of Team Kobe. And to do something meaningful, I'm proud to say that we raised $43,000 for Camp Simcha. Wow. Um, we got a great outpouring in the community, in the corporate world, um, you know, that, you know, um, people that I work come across in, in the business world have just reached out. I mean, Kobe's a great kid. He's actually on, on the website. He's the honorary captain oh, of I the ride. That, right. And he's just a sweet kid. He's a great kid. His family's just a great family. And it's truly my honor to be the captain and to do something meaningful. And we hope and we pray that together with, with our prayers and our meaningful acts and being able to raise um, significant funds for Camp Simcha, that next year we won't need to have a Team Kobe, that Kobe maybe one day will be riding with us. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, and as I mentioned, it's not, I mean, the financial support is amazing, and there's so many teams like yours that are raising in the tens of thousands. Of course, we've talked about the hundreds of thousands and more than that. It's, it's incredible how all this adds together, adds up together for such an incredible fundraising effort. But on top of that, the family must feel the real moral support that you guys are out there, during this ride, over two days, sacrificing time and a tremendous investment of, uh, of everything that's required to get this thing done and doing it all together must give them a great feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Seeing the family on Shabbos, seeing them during the weekday and, and their sense of appreciation, their appreciation for Camp Simcha and anything that us as an entire family, as, as Am Yisrael, we're doing is definitely something. You speak about the heroes. I just want to mention the unsung heroes. I know I'm going to get a lot of points out there, the ladies. <laughs> but there's 400 guys here. Not that many women. Behind a lot of these men are wives that are holding down the fort. Right. i got to give a shout-out to my wife, Sarah, who's home with my, uh, my daughter, Ayala, and my son, Yehuda, um, and holding down the fort here. And just she's really the unsung hero. You know, I get to ride a bike. I love it. <laughs> Other people write checks. My wife's home and giving up her Sunday mornings uh, home with the children, Friday afternoon, 
preparing for Shabbos, taking care of the children. And uh, I think that a lot needs to be said for the uh, the Aishas Chayel. How do you say that plurally? Aishas Chayel. Mishay Chayel, I guess. There you go. That's yeah. it. Uh, just a great shout-out to them because we're all here having a blast. And I just want to say thank you to my wife, Sarah. And uh, on behalf of all the men, thank you to the wives of the Bike for High Ride. Hey, Sarah, down in Baltimore, big shout-out to you. Mayor Raskis, thank you so much. Great to have you on. Good luck. I'm sure it'll be an amazing ride. I'm sure the weather conditions will be perfect. What do we say, Mark? 65 and cool? Is that what it's supposed to be for tomorrow? <laughs> Something like that? <laughs> At the beginning, maybe. Maybe. The end, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think they're heading toward the 90-degree mark. Isaac Wildroff, is that the right? Uh, Wildroff. Is the, is the right pronunciation. Isaac, welcome to the show. Isaac is part of Team Uri. Team Uri is, um, is named in memory of Uri Bienenfeld, a Camp Simcha camper. Uri's parents, in fact, were honored by High Lifeline, so many people are familiar with the family. Isaac, where are you from? Flatbush. All right. And uh, is Uri's family from Flatbush as well? Yes. We, we, we dive in together in the same show. Very nice. Show so, Flatbush. so tell me how it all began, that Team Uri came together. Um, Uri was a very special child um, who was who, whose family dived with us by Rabbi Shereshul, and we all grew very close to Uri. Um, Uri had... An incredible personality, just an electric personality that drew you to him. It, you you just wanted to spend time with him. <laughs> and one of Uri's favorite places was Camp Simcha. Um, the Benefels are huge supporters of Chai Lifeline and, and many, many um, Sadaka organizations, Hatzala. And we felt as a group that to do this ride in memory of Uri, this is our second year doing this ride in memory of Uri, to do this ride in memory of Uri would be a fitting tribute to such a beautiful neshama, to such a beautiful family. And we, we've come together this year, I believe, and we've raised close to 140000 oh as a team. Um, Some of these numbers are staggering. It is unbelievable. It's it absolutely is incredible, unbelievable. this fundraising effort, just incredible. Um, it, What's the most difficult part of all this? Uh, and I'm not talking about the next two days. I'm talking about <laughs> getting to the next two days. I mean, you're training a great deal, I would assume, you know, yes. in the last few months, I mean, right? Finding the time to train. Yeah, well, finding time must be tough, right? You know, it's just... And the weather doesn't help in New York, no, right? No, the weather has not been, you know... Right. Um, we had a rough winter and all that. So. Yeah, we got we got started with the can't do much cycling late. indoors. <laughs> well, you can. You yeah, can. That's I happen true. not to be a fan of of, of spinning, but right. you can. A lot of guys do that. Um, I more enjoy the outdoors. I enjoy the riding outdoors. Right. So you're out on a regular basis the entire winter, or you wait till March or April to really start, start getting. Around, into I start around Pesach time. Right. I, I'm I'm not a fan of the winter riding, and you know it, it gets very tough and gets very very challenging. And just thinking about doing it for Uri really gets us through it. Um, he really, I mean, Cam Simcha, when you come into to Cam Simcha and you see these children, you see the smiles on their faces, and you see the joy that you're bringing to them and what you're accomplishing through this goal, through, you know, the amount of money, the amount of Simcha that you're bringing to these children, this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for Bike for Chai. And the emotions run, one of the reasons is because you've just put in 180 miles, right? I mean, it's just you're physically spent. It's one of the only reactions you could have in that situation. This is my fourth year doing Bifurkai, my second year on Team Murray. Um, every year when I when I get to that mile before camp, and it, it, it says it on the, on the, on the oh. pavement, you're almost there. <laughs> Without fail, every year I start crying. It, it's just such a feeling of accomplishment, such, you know, the whole, it, the emotions are unbelievable. It really just takes hold of you and takes control of you. How large is this team now at this point? Um, we're nine. Um, unfortunately, our team captain, um, Hill Jaffa had to back out, um, unfortunately, at the last minute. Um, 
He couldn't make it with us, but okay. he's here with us in spirit. He'll be here tomorrow night to present us with the with the uh, to present the Benefels with the Team Uri Award. Um, but um, we're a total of nine and. Wow. We raised close to 140000 And anybody that still wants to donate to Team Uri, to any of us individually, to any of the riders out there, um, please go online, find the rider, just just contribute. It's such an unbelievable cause. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure that with the with the ride ending on Thursday, they still have the website open, right? People yes. can still donate and, and sponsor riders and teams. It stays open for, for quite a few weeks All right, so people should do that, and we'll keep recommending that people do it. Just go to Bike for Klein, and it's as uh, simple as that. Uh, that's in memories, we said, of Uri Benenfeld, and regards to the Benenfeld family. And Isaac Woodruff is uh, one of the members of Team Uri. Correct, and I'd like to thank also, I'd like to thank my wife and my family for giving me the encouragement and the support and the time to do this. It was really an unbelievable ride, <laughs> an unbelievable experience, and we're really looking forward to the next two days. And not my thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Isaac. A thank pleasure. Bye bye. Ah, there you have it. Music. Here we go. All right. Um, Mark Zamek recommended this song. It's one of the brand new ones from AKA Pella. We're at Bike for High. You're listening on a Wednesday morning to our. Uh, pre-recorded hour from Tuesday night when everyone is still refreshed before the first mile has even been cycled. Turning around and around and around and turning around and Come so fast, sometimes it's just so hard to grasp. I've come a long way from my past, still I fall. My faith holds that, but I'm losing hold. Sometimes I just want to let go, but deep inside I still know I'm above it all. Cause time, time takes us places where it's hard, hard to stay strong. And despite the hardships that face us, we just gotta hold on.
a.k.a. Pella with that brand new selection here at JM in the AM. Well, it's a Wednesday morning, but we're actually here Tuesday night for the first hour of our broadcast as we're at Bike for a Chai with hundreds of riders, over 400, who are going to be spending two days on the road, literally biking up to Camp Simcha to raise money for uh, Bike for Chai, for Camp Simcha, for Chai Lifeline, and of course the uh, Executive Vice President of Chai Lifeline is Rabbi Simcha Scholar, and he is here kvelling as we sit here on a Tuesday night with hundreds of riders who are anxiously awaiting mile number one tomorrow right here at this beautiful Connecticut Hotel. Rabbi Scholar, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Tachem. It's a pleasure always to talk with you. You know what's interesting? I uh, spoke so far with some of the team leaders that are here, some raising 40000 a 100000 amazing figures, and they have tremendous support, of course. Uh, every team, it seems, so far that we've explored is named either for the corporate sponsor, which makes sense, or for somebody who was in Camp Simcha and unfortunately may not be with us anymore, or somebody who's fighting a real battle and may have just had a great summer at Camp Simcha. And uh, I believe that all of this uh, leads to tremendous, not just financial support for High Lifeline and Camp Simcha, but great moral support for the families. How do the families feel when these groups of guys are there to support their own child? This is a, just an incredible feeling. You know, the, the kids of Camp Simcha feel this, that people uh, trekked or biked 180 miles to come for them. Uh, this entire Bike for Chai experience has literally revolutionized our community, uh, where people are going out and uh, exercising but, and, and um, spending time and money and raising money. Uh, and they're taking all of that and kind of sacrificing it for somebody else. That's a fantastic virtue. That's, a, that, that's just a fantastic act of generosity and chesed. And for us at High Lifeline, it, it has exploded, not just in terms of how much money that we're raising, but we see that how many people want to give back. There, um, there are people that are riding that are former clients. Right. There are people that are riding who, who, as you said before, doing it in memory of someone who was, was a client. People have an opportunity to give back. And the entire community has responded to that, that they're showing High Lifeline, you know, a tre- tremendous amount of gratitude and it's an inspiration for us to go further. I mean, you know, altogether, you know, there is about 12,000 people that participate in this fundraising campaign. Wow. So, you know, we're talking about... A tremendous amount of community support. And an international community effort. Correct. Both riders and sponsors Correct. and contributors. Correct. There are people here from Israel. There are people here from Canada. There are people here from all over the United States. It's really a fantastic thing. It's I mean, incredible how many people want to participate and be part of it. Uh, record amount of support. We've been talking about this for the last two weeks, how you have shattered every record out there. The money, thank God, continues to come in. Camp Simcha and its programming and its campus and its unbelievable summer are the beneficiaries. You, you're able to service more and more families, which is incredible. All of this together because of the snowball effect from what you described to me as one person. We got to meet David Eggert earlier right. in this hour. And it's un, an unbelievable story that was just six years ago, 2009, right. he told us. Well, I think the reason is as follows. Uh, you know, Our rabbis teach us that anything that really is 100% wholesome and pure, anything that's, that's, that's true has a, uh, a future to it. And this young man, you know, biked from Lakewood to 
to Camp Simcha, which is in Glen Spain, New York. I'm not sure of the mileage, but it was well over 100 miles. I think he said 130, and, and, 140. And, and, right? and, and I think the bike that he used was about $52 <laughs> at Home Depot. He got a new bike because of the ride, by the way. So, you know, so he, 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 he made it up there. Yeah. And, um, and, but he did it for a, for, you know, yeah. it was very pure intentions. And, and said he, by the time uh, he got to Camp, raised $10,000. Correct. And, and, and that then, little seed is now, has sprouted into the millions. This is a, this is a, 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 a incredible, Revolution in our community, yeah. uh, and um, for us, it's a tremendous source of income that we're able to expand. I mean, you know, Chalai Fund is a very large organization, has a very large budget, and this type of fundraising effort um, allows Camp Simcha, which is a, um, a very, very detailed and expensive project, to to expand. Uh, you know, we're we are in the midst of expansion of Camp Simcha. We are unfortunately out of space, and. Um, we hope that through efforts like this, we will be able to increase capacity. Well, can we keep encouraging people to contribute? And the website will allow people to contribute for weeks. Uh, go to Bike for Chai and do so. Uh, our, my staff is bothering me to ask you just for your impression, because I don't know how many details you know, because you leave it to your incredible staff and volunteers, about this operation, about the logistics. What can you tell us from your perspective about how this is run in such an incredible manner? This is a an incredibly detailed operation that is run in the highest level of professionalism. Um, there's many staff members from the Chalai Flying staff that work on this throughout the whole year. They begin planning for 2016, literally Monday morning. <laughs> wow. Uh, and today, we have over 180 people. People from all different departments are, are involved. And it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous... Uh, flag of accomplishment for the capabilities of high life. And you know what else you've done? The volunteers, the departments that are that are completely run and operated now by volunteers is, right. is there's insane. Five, there's always five, there's about 5,000 active volunteers on a daily basis. Incredible. But you have to realize what's going on. While we're doing this amazing fundraising event, there's a whole camp going on, right. and there's a whole high lifeline that's going on right. internationally. In every hospital and, and, you and, 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 you know, things just have to keep on rolling. And, um... But thank God we have we have an incredibly dedicated people. We have incredibly dedicated volunteers, and you know the world is 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 really appreciative of what, of what we do, and we're very very grateful for it. The High Lifeline Network, uh, in no, it's really no exaggeration when I say it's almost in every hospital, right? I mean, certainly in the United States, every major it's city, every major, it's around it's, the world, it's in every major pediatric hospital throughout the United States, Canada. Uh, England and essentially Belgium. did it all begin in Manhattan or Brooklyn like where where was the first place and not necessarily a hospital but where was the first neighborhood or community where this became a necessity and where this need started to be met so it started it started in New York um, you know in those days that the hospitals were a little bit uh, different, which was, you know, which was considered the ma- major hospitals right. 29 years ago, and, and then it just mushroomed. Um, because the objective of High Lifeline is not about becoming a worldwide organization. The objective of High Lifeline is that every family is one world by itself. And we need to care for the family like it's the only family in the world. And this is the attitude of our staff. This is the attitude of our volunteers. And hopefully this will always be the attitude. By the way, I have to mention, we can only imagine, unfortunately, the amount of sorrow you've been, uh, you've seen and experienced over the years. Okay. But thank God. You have experienced some tremendous simcha and joy and some incredible stories of recovery and some wonderful miracles in our community. Let me tell you, this past Sunday, 
this past Sunday in Camp Simcha, we had what we called Camp Simcha Alumni Day, <laughs> where we invited back uh, so many old staff members uh, and their families, and for that matter, old campers and their families. And actually, campers came back that, Baruch Hashem, thank God, they came back with their children. And it was really, I, I tell you, it was happy, but I was crying, you know. Oh, and and, and they, they walked into camp, and, and they, you know, they're all four little kids, and, you know, where I remember 15 years ago that, that the, the doctor said, have children? This kid ain't going to live to to right, even think, to about, think about this. And, and, and thank God. And we, we, we had a definitely a strong part of his positive attitude, of his ability to function right now as a normal person and a normal adult. And... and uh, and it's clear because you know that's that's what they tell us, and we know that's that's the truth. As I told um, you know the crowd, uh, you know just before, what we do is we take a patient and we turn it into a child. Right. And that's our job. We take a we take a we take a disrupted family due to illness, and we try to just put it together, you know, so they can function. In the early days when, uh, I don't know, the first 5, 10, 30, 40 families were involved, it was probably easier for you to really give that personal touch and make sure they felt that it was a family. Now it is such a large organization, yet you're still known for that. The organization is still known for the closest that the family feels to the staff here. How does that develop? How does it remain when the numbers get into the thousands? How does it remain such a homey feeling? That's the priority. That's the priority that's talked about at every staff meeting. Every staff meeting, it's about the individual, it's about the small detail. Staff feels like they're family, and the, the, the clients feel like they're family. And that's the quality of individual that we have working for us, that's the quality of volunteer we have. And, and it just, that's the, that's the culture. That's the culture, and I, I hope and pray to the Almighty that it, you know, that it remains this way. Because yeah. that's so, really yeah. what the key is. That's, that's what the... What really differentiates High Lifeline from anyone else out there, I don't know, I'm not sure who else is out there, but from anyone else that's out there, is this quality. That every person is part of the family. And everything is important. And everyone is a priority. And that's the key. Everybody, Sim Chaskala with us, Executive Vice President, High Lifeline, Bike for High. Go to the website, keep adding to those numbers. What, what do you think of the numbers? I don't want to make too big of a deal of this, but you're inside. You know you're speaking to people, some responsible for 10, some responsible for 100,000, some responsible for, I, 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 I'm glad to report to you. There, there's, there's a group, a team, associated with High Lifeline's Bike for High that's over three-quarters of a million dollars at this point, right. and probably even more by tomorrow morning when we wake up. Uh, it, it must be. Uh, what is your impression of all that when all these people are gathering together for the same? Bring person? it, bring it in. I can spend it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> it must be. Or maybe you must say to yourself, it's incredible that people are galvanized to the point that they're ready to support yes. the entire camp budget themselves. Okay, it's really, it's really, really very, very inspiring. It's inspiring. It's encouraging, and it allows us to grow. Because unfortunately, what's happening in the world today is that the, the high lifeline client population is growing by 25 to 30 percent on the year that's not to say we grow right. if people graduate but right. it's 30 percent and you're talking about you know people are are it's expanding and the, you know the the, the post illness effects of illness we're, we're seeing so our 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 capabilities are, are are being stretched this is the first year in the history of camp simcha special that the waiting list of children did not get in. We usually, in the last couple of days, are able to push everybody in because, you know, kids get sick and kids don't come and 
This year we have kids that could not come. Explain to our audience what you mean by Camp Simcha special. Well, there, 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 there are two parts to Camp Simcha. One is Camp Simcha, which is the only kosher camp for children with cancer. That's one half of the summer, and the other half of the summer is called Camp Simcha Special, which is a one of the most sophisticated camps in the world that deals with about 60 different types of illnesses. Um, and uh, most of the children are, are either on wheelchair, 60% of the children are on wheelchair, some of them are respirator dependent, feeding tubes, and uh, they were able to have a two-week camp experience, uh, you know, four, actually a four-week camp experience, right. two two-week sessions, and it's really... Um, it's unique because there's no other camp in the world, Jewish and non-Jewish, like it to be able to deal with so many different um, types of illnesses. I mean, you're talking about, and this is the session that's going on now, you're talking about in the medical center there are three doctors, eight nurses, two PTs, there are two pharmacists that will dispense 2,000 doses of medication a day, uh, three EMTs, we have our own ambulance on call. So we have a pretty. Is it those campers that we're going to see on Thursday? Yes. It is those campers. Do you do a dafka for that reason, or this is the way it works out? It works it out. That's what it is. This is the group of campers that will be there Thursday. They all get how incredible this whole event is. They 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 are overwhelmed. (laughs) They're waiting for it. That people come (laughs) and 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 trek 180 miles just for them. I mean, it it is. It is pretty. It is pretty remarkable. I mean, you know, there are bets out there that you and I are going to do it next year. <laughs> they probably say that to you every year, right? Yeah, but I'm saying it to you this year. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say what you say. Wait till next year. <laughs> Rabbi Simcha Scholar with us. Go to the website, Bike for Chai. Support a team. Sponsor a rider. Participate. It's been happening around the world. It continues to grow. It gives an opportunity to Camp Simcha to continue to expand and be part of this uh, amazing and incredible uh, a service for the community. It's really remarkable. And if uh, and if a, a parent or a set of parents or a family is going through a special uh, through a specific situation and it's new to them right now, reach out to High Lifeline. 100%. You're there for them, no matter what city they end up in, because there are a lot of times they're in specialty hospitals around. We the are country. there 24 seven in every city in the world, in every community in, on the globe, ready. To be able to help you. Simple that is enough. our that is our goal, that is our purpose, and that is our privilege. Special shout out to Team Meridian. Team Meridian, 100 percent amazing. It is amazing. These guys are amazing. Ralph Hertzke is amazing. They and um, really amazing. And you've yeah. had some incredible support over the years. You've had some amazing right. families right. that have been behind you. This is just 100%. another one of those 100%. incredible families. We're, 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 we're very privileged. Uh, all right, there you have it, Rabbi Simcha Scholar. We will see you in camp on Thursday? Yes, I will be there. We will see you in camp on Thursday. I no doubt speak with you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for thank having you. us here. It's really an incredible event. It hasn't even started yet, and it's starting to feel like an incredible event. How do you like that? Okay. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, so that our listeners understand what's happening, we'll, uh, we'll be, the next thing you'll hear at the top of the next hour is the actual uh, broadcast that we're doing. Uh, literally in the next couple of minutes it'll start from the start line. Here at Bike for Chai. We're going to be outdoors at the start line. ZK has scouted the location. He says we will be there. And we'll be uh, speaking with plenty of guests, having an amazing time as everybody prepares. You think the excitement and the uh, the um, the feeling uh, that's being generated here is now uh, palpable. Wait till tomorrow morning. You will certainly uh, feel a really palpable uh, and incredible excitement here uh, in Connecticut. Uh, the halfway point... That happens tomorrow night, and then um, 
Uh, of course, Thursday we'll be there at 2 p.m. Eastern time on the stream at NahumSiegel.com and on video and audio. You can see the whole thing when the when the riders get to Camp Simcoe, which is pretty remarkable and amazing. Bike for Chai, you know the website, or just search for it online and support one of the riders. I did that today. I supported one of the riders. Can you guess which rider I supported? Can anybody out there guess? Check it out. I think they actually uh, have a scroll that runs at some point, and uh, all the dedications get up there so that people can see who you've put your trust in to finish that ride uh, on Thursday at Camp Simcha. Do it now. Add to the numbers, and uh, let's continue this record-breaking and record-shattering uh, amount of uh, fundraising and uh, incredible support for High Lifeline and Camp Simcha. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live, or sort of live, from Bike for Chai uh, today. And, of course, heard around the world on the web at jmnam.org. And a special hello to those tuned in on the NSN app with the Nachum Siegel Network.
Benny Friedman with that amazing bum bum that everybody loves. Opening up the 7 o'clock hour on a Wednesday morning here at JM in the AM. Now let me explain this to everybody. We did this earlier, uh, explaining exactly what was going on in the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, 6 o'clock hour was a uh, one hour that we did last night from the pasta party, from the big pre-ride celebration that's going on here at Bike for Chai. And now we turn our attention to the real Bike for Chai day, the first of two days heading up to Camp Simcha. We're here at the hotel in Connecticut, and we are literally at the start line. In front of us, just a couple hours from now, these hundreds of riders, over 400 of them, will embark on this incredible journey that takes them 180-some miles to camp over two days. We'll be there, of course, as we keep telling you, 2 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow on Thursday. You'll hear it at NahumSiegel.com and see it on our website as well and on the NSN app. And right now, by the way, you can see all the action that's happening really, really early in the morning uh, on the uh, web uh, homepage at NahumSiegel.com. Yoel Margulies is here, a very familiar name to our listeners. He's director of Bike for Chai. He's been up all night. We are sitting here at the start line. He knows what this is going to look like two hours from now. Yoel, good morning. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you for having us. This thank is me. Uh, oh, thank <laughs> you for having us. This is uh, quite a privilege to be here. The riders, I noticed last night, are really excited. But if I think they were excited last night, I should wait a couple hours, Definitely, right? definitely. In a few hours from now, you're going to see a whole different world. It's really a whole amazing. Different world. Uh, last night, we touched upon, in the in last hour, we touched upon the um, logistical miracle that takes place. Some people use the term logistical nightmare. I think here it's a logistical miracle, frankly. And the hundreds of staff and volunteers that you have that work all year round to make sure this goes as flawlessly as possible. And you know, we have a lot of curiosities, a lot of... <laughs> okay, <laughs> go for it. You know, people came to the hotel yesterday. Yes. People came to the hotel, and they drove to the hotel. People came to the hotel already on Sunday. Oh, is that the case? Yeah. Riders came yesterday, some of them, many of them, most yeah, of them. Most of them came yesterday. Uh, they bring their car to this hotel. We're in Stamford, Connecticut. The race, the ride... Will end two days from now up in camp at Camp Simcha, and I was told that their car will be there to greet them. So how does that work? Uh, this year, this year we're doing something different. This year we have car carriers. I have a, I have a two, the real deal, the, the big real ones. deal, the real deal. We got a, a fleet of a, a two or three of them carrying a whole bunch of whole bunch of cars. How did it work in past years? Did you have volunteers? Past years we had volunteers. Literally drive yeah. the cars. Drive the cars, a whole bunch of volunteers. We use have to understand we we have we have over 200 support staff wow. on the ride. So we have 413 riders, but over 200 200 support staff. So we use them for rest stop volunteers. We use them for say we use them for all different things. And that was you know until now that's what we use the we use their cars. Along the way. All right, and what happens when someone checks into the hotel? I'm assuming they don't have to bring their luggage with them on the bicycle. That's what I'm assuming. That is correct. That is correct. They don't check into the hotel. They check into our registration. We right. have our entire own. We set up our own registration with everything. We create our own luggage tags, our own our own system from from start to finish. When the guys when they'll come down this morning, you'll see we have a whole room set up. Everybody's going to come. They drop off their luggage. Have an entire a whole a whole fleet of, of trucks going, taking it. We're just going to take the luggage to the different hotel that that the riders are staying. The Wednesday night hotel. Wednesday night hotel, and there's a few of them. There are a few Wednesday There are a few hotels, hotels, just because we didn't have enough room in one, but so it's all in one resort. The has to go to the right place. It, goes, it has to go into the riders' room. So <laughs> we got to take it to the other hotels into their rooms. Now, when you mention people on the course, so that means, in all seriousness, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 miles from here, there are what? Stations? There are rest? How does it work? So it goes like this. It's the, the day one ride is 105 miles. 105 miles, we break it up into, this year we have uh, eight rest stops. 
pretty much every 15 to 20 miles you're going to have a rest stop that's going to be fully stocked with a tremendous amount of Powerade, Gatorade, water, um, you know, power bars, energy bars, gels, fruits, vegetables, I mean, you name it, from all different entertainment, a lot of fun surprises along the way, too. <laughs> Yeah, Rita's water ices. We get, we get it all. We get it all. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of fun that goes on in the in the entire event. So we have that's coming. So we have eight of them throughout the day one. Um, besides, um, so that's when I would, so that's the rest stops that go along for for the riders to stop. They don't have to stop at every single one. Right. We also have a catered lunch somewhere in the middle there. Um, for them to also have that. All these are makeshift. All these are pop ups. Every single no, not no. Every single one of them we set up an entire every every. Rest stop is its own mini event. Right. So we set up eight events along the Not way. Not just food and drink. Not just food and drink. Okay. Not just food and drink. Do those get video? Do we ever see any? Does the public ever see what happens at these rest stops? Uh, we do have our photographers, our videos. They come around. They, they get to see, but they they spend a lot more time videoing the guys on the ride because right. you know that's also fun. But right. uh, yeah, we we try and get that in there too. How much cooperation do you need from public officials in all these different towns and these riders going through? Tremendous amounts. Tremendous amounts. At every a- single township all along the way is notified. The police departments, the town, every single way, the entire way through. Uh, and are some I don't know more cooperative than others or some more active than others when you get to their town? Definitely. Simple as yeah, that. Very simple. And <laughs> I'm wondering if there's certain towns you have to avoid. There, 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 were, to- there were towns this year that, that, that told us no. That said, don't no. come through here. This year actually was the first year I had to reroute. I created this ride. The day one ride I had to change 35 times because of different, different townships wanting this and that and everything. Some saying yes, some saying no, some say go this way. What happens on day two? How many miles is that? Day two, actually, I have two options. They have a longer and a shorter option. Yeah. Um, well, longer option. Go for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, day one, they're going to do 105 miles. They're going to climb about 70, 200 feet of climbing. The day two, they have an option of, of about a 60-mile ride or a 70-mile ride. The 60 miles is only about 3,500 feet. And I say only, but it's still 3,500 feet of climbing after doing 7,200 the day before. <laughs> but, uh, and the day, the, the longer mile, the, the 70 mile is going to give them uh, almost 5,000 feet of elevation. Do you ever go up to a rider and ask them the question i would like to ask why like why they're doing this but i can only imagine what day two is like after day one it must be a very painstaking process for them. day two day two the adrenaline day two it's all adrenaline they know they're coming they day one they've come they've accomplished they've worked very hard to train and to do a ride and a century ride is a big deal right. but day two it's all about coming to camp uh we'd be surprised or maybe that's not the right word uh but based on your uh, uh eyewitness accounts we might be um we'd be intrigued by who in our community is participating in these rides. We have people from across the board who have gotten into this whole fitness regimen and have made the commitment. Obviously, they've used Kem Simcha Chai Lifeline as the avenue, as one of the avenues to, to, you know, to carry this out and to accomplish their next further goal. Uh, and, and what's your comment about that? You'd be surprised at the cross-section of people that come to do this. Right? I, I have been saying it's one of the beautiful things about Bike for Chai. Bike for Chai is very much, it, it's, uh, I mean, we hear it all the time from the riders. I could show you hundreds of emails throughout the years already that I've gotten from guys. The camaraderie, the achdos, the, the togetherness of Svardi, Ashkenazi, from, not from, does make a difference. Everybody's coming together, the same cause, the same thing. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's one, of, it's one of the really beautiful things about it. It really is remarkable, I'll tell you. Um, so this climb goes 7,200 feet the first day, and how much the second day? Are they still second, climbing the so second day or not? Second day, they're still climbing. So either the shorter route will give them about right. 3,500, and the longer route will give them about another 5,000 feet. Right. Boy, oh, boy. Medical staff on the route. How does that work? Five ambulances, ten Hatsala guys. Um, we have we have also we have GPS. I have GPSs on every single rider. I know where everybody is at every moment. If he goes off course, I'm alerted right away. 
we can send, if someone calls, they have a number to call. We have a whole dispatch center set up in Lakewood. Um, with uh, with <laughs> it looks like it looks like a police dispatch center. It's got anything and everything there. We have we have uh, so for somebody gets a flat tire, he's got a number he calls in, and we know right away just because we can see on the GPS, we know exactly where he is. We know who the closest support vehicle is. We could send them right there. If that rider goes off course, we know right away. We could send the guy to go get him. If there's a medical emergency, we know exactly who's closest where. Send them right over. Now, how often does this happen? How often does a tire have to be replaced? Um, I would say... Is it a common occurrence? There's definitely mechanical issues that go on on a ride. It's definitely very common. I mean, in terms of the amount of... I'm expecting, I'm expecting tomorrow, you know, starting from today. Between right. today and tomorrow, I expect to, to probably deal with a little between five to, five to seven hundred phone calls. Of, Just uh, dealing with bicycle mechanics? Yeah, different, dealing different issues along the ride. Whether right. it has to be, this hill is too crazy, I can't get up there, get, help me get up over it, or it has to do with, like, that's it, my chain fell off, now what? Or, and it has to do with anything. Um, but yeah, somewhere between five and 700 calls, I expect. Yoel Margulies is here, direct bike for Chai. We're sitting at the start line. Do you ever worry that there are a lot of people at the start line, oh, and, yeah. and it can get a little <laughs> tenuous when they're all leaving at the same time? Well, we do, we do create a, we create a staggered start. Um, which you'll see as we we're right. setting up shortly that we have everybody in different groups based on when they register and then a little bit before the ride I have them fill out again what their averages are in their speeds on their normal training rides. So this way I have a I have a basic idea and I set them up accordingly. Right. Put the faster guys in the front, a little slower behind, a little slower behind that. This way we don't run into any issues as we're going and, and we don't release everybody at the same time. Right. And our local authorities in Stamford they will to be, be helpful. They will be helpful. Yeah. And are they are they very much needed, or these riders are capable of going into a ride with 390 other colleagues <laughs> and and doing this, you know, getting off to a good start? They're definitely all capable. But when you're dealing with Stamford, Stamford's a very busy city. It's That's a busy, true. It's a busy city. I noticed we're, that. We're, right? we're, we're smack in the middle of a right. very busy part of the city. It's a dense part of the city, yeah, right? So it's a it's a necessary it's a, it's necessary to get out safely, and that's really our main concern throughout the entire time of the ride. Is the safety, so we uh, we got to make sure. Finally, what's your reaction to the record-shattering amount that has been raised through this? Really, internationally, the international community has responded in this case. Uh, pretty amazing numbers. It, the, the numbers are outstanding. The numbers are absolutely outstanding. I mean, I don't, I don't really have words for it. I think it's I think it's phenomenal. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> Nothing else to say about it. Huh? It really is. And the numbers will keep climbing. The numbers will keep. You climbing. and your staff will keep the opportunity open for everybody to keep giving and to sponsor riders even after they've ridden. Correct. Uh, and it'll keep going. You'll see. You'll see if you watch the website over the next the next two weeks. You'll probably. Uh, you'll probably uh, once when you're right. You'll see it climb. You'll Just see like it climb. the riders you'll up see, a mountain. You'll, you'll see. You'll <laughs> see a climb over the next two weeks. You're going to see a climb. Yoel, you do an amazing <laughs> job. Really an amazing job. Thanks for joining us Sound this morning. Pleasure. Thank you so and much. Good luck. Good luck over the next two days. We're going to need it. Thank you. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yoel Margulies. He is the director of Bike for High, and uh, as we said. In a short period of time, relatively, and you'll be hearing it here on JM and the AM. Um, you'll be uh, you'll be listening to these hundreds of riders at the start line and watching as we have our video going at the start line, heading up to Camp Simcoe, where we'll be at the finish line on Thursday tomorrow, starting at 2 p.m. Uh, it's Nachum Siegel, JM and the AM. You can check it all out, video style at uh, NachumSiegel.com, and of course uh, audio throughout the entire tri-state area and uh, wherever else uh, you might be listening on the NSN app, etc. This is Charles Gross. Grow. Grow. Charles Grow. 
is here with us. And your distinction, should I tell you your distinction? I don't know it, but I'm looking forward to hearing it. Your distinction is, according to my notes, that you've raised a, an amazing amount of money in one day for Bike for Chai. Uh, we're talking about six figures, over $100,000. Is that accurate? That's what they tell me, yeah. Where are you from? I was born in France, moved uh, here to Riverdale, then married my wife. We were in Queens for many years, and recently moved out to Atlantic Beach. So. Oh, very nice. And you're a bike rider. I have. <laughs> bought my first bike about six weeks ago. My brother-in-law, Reuven Bendelstein, has been pushing me. He was a rider last year. He just told me an incredible story of how wonderful it was to bike into camp and the finish line. And uh, the whole year he pushed me, and six weeks ago I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And Joel was uh, kind enough to make arrangements for me to join, and uh, here I am. You could train in six weeks. I hope so. I'll tell you tomorrow in the yeah, afternoon. That's, that's a good I don't point. Know. We'll see you up there, and you'll let me know if, in fact, it went well. Well enough for you to say that you trained well for six weeks. All right, how does one go ahead and raise six figures in one day? You know, just let people know what we're doing it for. You know, people, whoever I spoke to was so excited to give and to participate. I think, you know, I thought we'd have to ask people, but it was not like that. People just wanted to participate. And people that didn't know about it, when they found out about it, said, why did you come to me first? And uh, they were just happy to help these special children and to do our part. And, uh, you know, we're doing so little compared to what they're going through. So I think everybody's lucky to be here and lucky to participate. You must be saying to yourself, thank goodness you agreed to do this. Most definitely. I, I am, and I'm... Because look how many people have put their faith and their dollars behind your efforts. Seriously, I mean, this is, you know, you're a man on a mission... And so far, the mission seems to have been accomplished. Yeah. Now all you need to do is get to the finish line. And we will. <laughs> and we will. What's been the toughest part of training? I mean, have you done? You haven't done 180 miles in two days yet, have you? Uh, I haven't done 180 miles. We normally do. We have a great group of the five-town riders. They go out almost every day. I normally join them about twice a week for about 60 miles. We go out starting at 4:45 in the morning. I get back right in time for work and davening. Uh, for davening and to go to work. And uh, on Sundays, either Sunday or Friday, we do a longer ride, about 85 miles, often either Bear Mountain to the top of Perkins and uh, and back. So we've been doing, I've been doing about three rides a week, uh, did 85 miles about three times with some hills. So I figure if I can get through the 85 miles, I'll get through the 105 or 106. Right, the one day, the first day. When you're doing this, when you're up in Bear Mountain, are there, are you, do you have a lot of people, a lot of colleagues, and I don't mean bike for high people, are there a lot of people in general who are just cycling everywhere around the New York State area? You know, cyclers are one of the nicest group of people. I mean, they're just... Hundreds of cyclers out from all over the place. So on a typical Sunday, you see plenty of them. There's not only there plenty of them, but everybody knows Bike for Chai, and every person, no matter what group they're part of, they're all yelling, Bike for Chai, Bike for Chai. It's almost, it's... Uh, Just because you're wearing the Bike for Chai ID. Exactly. Everyone's wearing their Bike for Chai right. shirts and, and, you know, last year's uniform, and, and it's uh, incredible. People open their window and start shouting, you know, shout Bike for Chai. The bike stores that we pass have Bike for Chai you know, paraphernalia in the window, so it's really, everybody participates and everybody's excited. Well, we're speaking with Charles Gross, so you've heard the finish line is amazing, and I guess that that's the, uh, that's the goal right now. That is the goal to get there. Is The goal is to get there. Did, are, are you, I, I don't, I, I still can't pick up a, um, a, get an idea rather, 
if everybody watches their time carefully or if most don't care how long it takes to, to do these two separate rides, is everybody watching the clock when they're when you're embarking today? Are you looking to do the 105 miles in a specific amount of time? So I'll tell you, they, I think uh, the organization is very careful to call it a ride, not a race. Correct. So they don't officially uh, keep track of it, but there is a sign-in sheet. Right. When you get there, so I think I've been told it's the bragging rights of who gets there first. But I think, you know, we probably have about 100 people that are really watching the clock out right. of the 420 riders. And I would say the next 300 just want to make it in decent time. Just a leisurely ride for them. Make it safely <laughs> and uh, and arrive at, at Camp Simcoe. Charles, congratulations. You raised a lot of money and uh, you're about to start the ride of a lifetime, I guess we can call it. Thank you very much, Nachum. Good morning to you and to all the listeners. Greatly appreciate you joining us. All right. One of the most uh, great story, great writer, great fundraiser, and uh, somebody who is um, ready for the start line, which we're all going to be at right here in Stamford, Connecticut, at JM in the AM a couple hours from now. More coming up. This is JM in the AM on a Wednesday morning from Bike for Chai. Go to the website. Search Bike for Chai. Go to the website. Choose a rider, choose a team, sponsor now, keep those numbers going up, up, up. It is well-deserved. And keep the uh, youngsters at Camp Simcha in mind when you do it. We'll be with them tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on our stream at NachumSiegel.com. Ohad is next. This is JM in the AM.
here at JM in the AM with that amazing selection. Thanks for joining us, everybody. It's a Wednesday morning, and we're doing things a little bit differently than usual. Today's really Bike for High Day. Uh, we pre-recorded the 6 to 7 hour this morning, last night, at the big pasta party in advance of the runners, or I should say the riders, more accurately, uh, heading on this 100-plus uh, 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 mile mission. And what was it, 180, right? 180. How fitting. Ten times high. And easy to remember. And now, in the 7 o'clock hour, you're listening to us. Uh, for us, it's about 5 a.m. or so as we get ready and anticipate the big start 
the big moment when uh, the over 400 riders take off for Camp Simcla. Pretty amazing. I want to thank our staff, ZK, of course, our chief engineer, and Stan, who's in our studio this morning. Mark Zomig is producing today's show. And Jamie Turkel, who is, of course, uh, doing a million things. And Rochelle Zomig not only volunteers to help, but does so at 4 a.m. And I thank Rochelle for that. J.M. and the A.M., Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Our forefather Avram was world-renowned for his hospitality. He was visited by three men. These three men did not have the outward appearance of being righteous. Yet, they were malachim, angels in disguise, sent by Hashem to deliver very important messages to Avram and Sarah. The Mepharshim asked the question, why was it necessary to send these malachim masked in the form of human beings? Couldn't the malachim have appeared as they were, in true angel form? The answer is, their disguise teaches us that the malachim among us, throughout all the generations, are not easily discernible. We have to be careful to know what is a good hashpa, a good influence, and an influence that is not good. The great tzaddik, Rebelio Lopian, recounted a story that happened in his youth. When he learned in the Lomshi Yeshiva, there was a beautiful huge building in the city that served as an old hospital. It was a building that had been built with magnificent huge stones many years earlier. No one knew exactly how old the building was. Even the elders of the city couldn't quite remember when it had been built. He told that once the administration of the hospital invited many professors and doctors to research an unusual phenomenon that was occurring in the hospital. They found that people who had been ill and remained in the hospital for an extended period of time ultimately became sick with other diseases much different than the ones they originally came in with. The disturbing fact drove the administration to organize this meeting. The doctors and professors confirmed that this occurrence was true. They came to a unanimous conclusion. Many, many ill people had passed through the hospital building since its first day. The building had never been renovated. The illnesses of these people had ultimately become absorbed in the walls of the building. The governor of the town accepted the words of the experts and within a few days, it was decided that the building would be destroyed. After the building was taken down, workers were hired to remove the stones from the site and to take them out of the city's boundaries to be buried. Revelio Lopion noted that if this is so, with sicknesses of the goof of the body, how much more should we be concerned with an illness of the nefesh of the soul? This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. A.M. in the A.M. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. Here we are on a Wednesday morning, day one of Bike for Chai. We're in Stamford, Connecticut. The noise you hear in the background is the start line being readied for the big start that's going to be happening, oh, I don't know, about an hour from now or so, and uh, maybe a little longer. And uh, here we are early, early Wednesday morning. Uh, in this hour of JM and AM. Brian Haim is with us. He is a uh, a uh, Bike for High board member. Brian, good morning to you. 
I didn't know that there was a separate board for Bike for Chai. Oh, you have to have a biker's board for a bike ride. Oh, that's a good point. So what type of input do you give to this board? Suggestions, recommendations? Uh, pretty much we just play the bad guy for the tough decisions that the uh, higher-ups can't make themselves. <laughs> Are there a lot of those? Oh, uh, every day. Seriously? Every day there's something going on. Unbelievable. Are you amazed by the uh, progress that this event has made over the years and the magnitude that it now enjoys? Uh, it's absolutely astonishing how much the event has grown, gained traction, starting from just one rider to 20 riders to 60 riders, and this year we're at 417 riders. Which is amazing, just incredible. Uh, and uh, the other number, of course, which is staggering, is that as of now, and I know that we're a drop behind what people might be looking at on the website because we're uh, pre-recording early in the morning, as of now, 5.6 plus million dollars, which is just incredible, and an amazing international show of support from our community. Uh, absolutely amazing how much uh, people care to give, are happy to give. And uh, also, I mean, this event, when we open up for enrollment itself, it sells out within 48 hours. Tell me any other organization that people are, you know, pushing to get in and to give money to such a wonderful organization. That quickly? 48 hours. Yep. When, wait, when does on. registration open? What month? Uh, it opens up in April. And you got to hop to it. Hop to it. Get in or you're out. Are you amazed by uh, how much financial investment some riders make into their bicycle equipment? Uh, as long as our wives don't know, <laughs> then uh, it's a good thing. Because some people would be shocked. You know, once people left the sphere of the $100 bicycle and went to the 500 to $1,000 bicycle, some of those people might be surprised that you could spend a lot more than that on bicycle equipment. That's pretty easy, but you know, it's similar to a car. You can spend a lot of on a car, but it doesn't necessarily make you a better driver. Yeah, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, so training doesn't just mean physical training. It also means you got to know how to ride. you got to know how to do it. All the ins and outs, all the secrets. Oh, it's also nice is, you know, throughout the year, once the training season begins, uh, there are a lot of group rides. We have, we put together organized rides that people are out training. If you ride up on 9W, it, you know, along the Hudson, you see bike for high riders out there for the last four or five months, you know. That seems to be one of the more popular routes, huh? Correct. Yeah, I guess it's amazing. Uh, do I have any idea what the age range is here? Are there any really young riders? Are there plenty of teens and those in their 20s? It's almost like Bike for Chai has become a camp now for a lot of these youngsters. You know, they're, they have their own secret camp, their own training camp, and uh, this is the like their color war, so to speak. They come out, and uh, we have a bunch of 17, 18-year-olds uh, this year. Makes us old guys look pretty bad. Well, I'm wondering if they're intimidated because those 17, 18-year-olds really might be able to make some great time, right? Absolutely. As long as they're pulling us, and uh, it's okay. Yeah, I can imagine. Brian Hame is with us on the board of Bike for Chai. You ever wonder how much uh, uh, how much further this can go and how many more people in the community would be attracted to an event like this as the years go on? Absolutely. I mean, when we first discussed the possibility of raising $1 million, people that look, looked at us thought we were crazy. There's no way we can get to $1 million, and now we've already surpassed $5 million. You know, to say that hopefully, you know, one day we could uh, help support Camp Simcha by raising $10 million, I would think is not out of the question. Yeah, unbelievable. We ask everybody their impression about the finish line. I know that uh, a lot of those comments are very similar to other comments that have been made already about it, but what are you thinking? Uh, what, what happens to you as you're approaching the very end tomorrow? Um, it's absolutely a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and... Uh, when I say once in a lifetime, even though you experience it once and then you do it again the year afterwards, it's just as meaningful and emotional to, to go into that camp, see the smiles on the children's faces, tears of joy and happiness. I mean, just as much as we're looking forward to entering the camp, so too these kids are prepping up in the camp, waiting for our arrival, 
so much excitement is built up. It's just an amazing, amazing, fun atmosphere. It's incredible. You all described for us the two different days of riding. What is it like after the first 105 miles? What is that feeling like tonight when you, that, that section of the race is complete? Well, it depends. Are you finishing this afternoon or are you finishing tonight? So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd say for uh, the guys that are getting in earlier, it's a, a very relaxed atmosphere. Uh, at the same time, we don't just sit back, but, you know, we uh, stand outside and we, you know, cheer our fellow riders on as they come in. You know, so if some guys are finishing at 2, 3 o'clock, we're outside at 7, 8 o'clock cheering on uh, those riders that are pulling in at the end. That there will be finishers at 2 and at there will be finishers at 8? Absolutely, yep. Wow. Yeah, it's a long time to be on a bike. Let's say that again. Uh, Brian Haim on the board of Bike for Chai. Thanks so much for joining us, and good luck today. Thank you, Nachum. Greatly appreciate, appreciate it. being here. Thank you. There he is, Brian Haim, one of the great board members and obviously a rider who is looking forward, it sounds like, looking forward to the big start line, which is uh, uh, coming up in the next hour or so, looking forward to the finish line, and seems to be one of those people that's in the 2 o'clock group for the end of day one, as opposed to the 8 o'clock group. <laughs> That's just a guess on my part. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. You know what we're doing. We're at the Bike for Chai event. It is a, an international event at this point with great international support. Uh, we know that the numbers we're giving you uh, may not be 100% accurate because we're a drop behind since we're here very, very early on Wednesday morning, and you're hearing it in regular JM in the AM time. But whatever the number is, Make sure it increases. Go to the website at Bike for Chai, search for it, sponsor a rider, sponsor a team, and make sure to give so that that number, which for us is now at 5.6 million, uh, continues to grow and more and more support comes in. Uh, More coming up. It's JM in the AM with Benny Friedman.
Name it a singer and name it a song. How do you like that? A.B. Mala is here. A.B. is going to be riding the first 105 miles today and the rest of the 75 miles or so tomorrow in Bike for a Chai. You can donate right now. Go to the Bike for Chai website. Sponsor a rider. Sponsor a team. And why not sponsor A.B. Mala? I agree. Totally. Not a crazy idea, right? I agree. I agree. Where are you from, A.B.? Um, Brooklyn, New York. How many times have you done this? Since the beginning. We started it. You're serious? Original founding members. Part of the first team. First team. The first team was 37 guys, and uh, we started out at Deal, New Jersey, and Lakewood, New Jersey. We met up 15 miles in, and uh, that ride raised $200,000. It must be astounding from your vantage point to see the numbers now at $5.6 million and to see over 400 riders participating. It's not to be believed. It's really something that we could never expected in, at forever. I mean, it was just a bunch of... You know, guys getting on a bike, trying to raise a few dollars. We uh, expected to raise 150 to 200. We hit 200, <laughs> and then every year we raise the goal, and I, somehow or other we meet it and beat it. So I don't know. I mean, we do know how, but it's all in God's hands. And this, at this point, is it is it very easy? relatively speaking, to raise the money because so many people in the community know about the event and know about High Lifeline? It's easy, but you start to uh, sort of cannibalize each uh, member because it, so many people are calling each person that they get multiple calls. <laughs> so I got to call already. So you have to be on your game and call early. But you do um, – it is an easy um, – fundraising event and easy uh, cause to raise money. For Are it. you happy with the number of people who've sponsored <coughs> you this year? Yes, I'm always happy. I'm always happy. And uh, it's always great. You know what I mean? Um, we're doing great and it's ridiculous. $5.6 million is, as of last night is just, you know, well needed. It was, um, you know, they're hitting a shortfall last year and, and we didn't know how we we're going to make up that number of the few million dollars that they needed and it just uh, came. You look up to the sky and just A.B. Mello is here, Bike for Clyde board member. Most One of the – give me an answer that's not your, you know, 
what everybody would suspect. Obviously, the bicycle itself, or the uh, the cycle itself, is really important. Give me a piece of equipment or something you're carrying with you today that's really vital that none of us non-riders would ever think about. Well, I get two days off from work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're carrying your vacation. Oh, with you. you betcha. You betcha. No, it's just um, it's something that. Uh, the ones who haven't ridden before will notice and, and, and appreciate and experience is that when you come into camp and, and there is every doctor and every child and every counselor and every maintenance and every, everybody that works there is waiting for you and screaming and cheering and, and as if, you, you know, you did something great. It's, we're just, you know, running our bikes. We're having a good time. Uh, one of the kids there at one point came up to my friend and pulled on his jersey uh, a couple of years ago and he looks up friend looks down and he goes, what? He says, how'd you do it? He says, how'd I do it? What do you mean, how'd I do it? How do you do it every day? You know what I mean? So it's really an amazing thing that they appreciate it so much. And and it's sheer pandemonium when you get there. It's exciting. And, and if you don't cry, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and it's kids of all ages. Yeah, kids of all ages. All a great cross-section of our community and yes. people involved who yes. are just, I mean, the staff's amazing. And the, the whole organization is amazing. Actually, the um you know, I'm a little old to be a counselor, um, <laughs> being a grandfather already. But I, I, they did start a program um, in, in June for um, family members, uh, for whole family, entire families. And they invited me to be a counselor, and I was there for a few days. And I saw that um, after a couple of days, I was totally exhausted, but these kids were just... <laughs> As I'm eating, I, uh, I, I think I'm hungry. <laughs> um, uh, but um, these kids were just great. And uh, after, uh, you know, when I was there, if I could just tell the story, she, uh, this woman who uh, I was taking care of her family, after her son has tumors, and at home she says he sits on a um, lazy boy, he doesn't move, takes 20 pills a day for um, for pain. It came out, they came from uh, Chicago, came out of the car. Around uh, say eleven, uh, one o'clock in the uh, Sunday, about eleven thirty on Monday night, he says, "Could we throw football?" I says, uh, "Gabe, I'm like a hundred. I, I, I got to go to sleep." But she says, "Now I know what this is all about. There's magic in the air. It's it's the real magical kingdom. It's, there's something in the air that makes that place what it is, and you can't explain it. You can't understand it until you were there and appreciate it and 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 fully." Un- uh, go through it to see what goes on. And you'll be back there about 2 o'clock tomorrow. E- a little after. 3. 3, three o'clock everything's, tomorrow. Everything's playing. I don't, don't upset the plan because this <laughs> man right there, my right over here, who started the whole thing and who's a, you know, so important, will get very upset. <laughs> so 3 o'clock. In that area, you'll be arriving at camp yet again. Yes, yes. Amy, good luck. Thank you. I'm going to need it. Have a great ride today and a Thank great you. ride tomorrow. This is going to be uh, quite a bike for Chai, to say the least, and we're yes. continuously recommending to people to go to the website, continue to sponsor the riders, the teams, make this the great success that it is, or make it an even greater success than it's been already. Yes, it is. It is. It's, it's great success. And then if there's one last thing. Yeah, please. Have a minute. Um, th- there's something that you have to understand, you know, about Rabbi Scholar, and, and when I first um, did get involved, you know, in the first ride and all, and um, I says, I'm not going to do it unless I know everything, you know, about the organization. Right. And I went to meet him, and they kindly brought me up and we sat for a few hours actually in his office and towards the end I said alright I guess Rabbi I guess you do uh, dealing with all these kids you have to um, desensitize you have to numb yourself a little because how do you handle it all day long you know it's just really hard, hard on you and he told me he says no he says the day that happens is the day I quit 
and that stayed with me forever. He spoke the to day us, I become numb is the day I quit. He spoke to us earlier, even as the organization grows to the extent that it's growing, that family touch, that uh, personal touch is going to remain no matter what. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you'll be there tomorrow. You'll see. It's just it's just fantastic. And every kid, I know, you know, I have friends who have kids there. They don't want to come home. They, they, they just don't want to come home. So it's it's a great place. Abe, thank you so much. Good luck today thank and you. tomorrow. Thank and you. We'll see you tomorrow up in camp. Thank you. Thank you. Rabbi Strolli Fried is with us. The name might sound familiar to some of our JM name listeners. He's New Jersey Regional Director of High Lifeline. Please. He's New Jersey Regional Director of High Lifeline. One of the first people, I believe, to introduce this concept of Bike for High to us. Rabbi Strolli Fried, welcome back to JM and the AM. Good morning. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? Doing great. <laughs> As we've spoken t- over the last couple of weeks, things have sounded hectic. Yes. And now here we are, a day one yes. of Bike for Chai. You must be somewhat relieved that you've made it to this day. Yes, absolutely relieved. I mean, in- inspired, um, excited, incredible what the riders accomplish in terms of their fundraising, um, incredible what impact they can have on the camp, both financially. And I always say this. I don't know if others brought this up. Bike for Chai has an impact even if they don't raise a dollar. When the riders come up to the camp and the kids see that, you know, there are 400-odd-something riders that went, you know, and trained for months and rode through the heat and the hills and all that just for them, that in itself is an incredible, incredible inspiration to the children. You know, it's funny you say that. I was thinking the other day, and this is not in any way... Um, uh, denigrating the amazing fundraising efforts that are outside of Bike for Chai. There's a lot, lot of great ones. But but just in perspective, in terms of the physical investment that these riders are making, um, they're not you know sitting and, and studying something or learning something you know at a specific pace and getting sponsored, which is a great program. The kids do it, sure. and it's a fantastic way to be involved. But I think one of the things, and it's so important you pointed out, is that they see, they come to camp, and the... Campers and staff see the type of physical commitment that has just been made. Forget about the months of training, but the 180 miles that was just covered over two days. I think that makes a tremendous impression on them. Absolutely. I, I remember, I think it was last year, um, I had a child that, that goes to Camp Simcha from my region, the New Jersey region, that was too sick to go to camp either last year or two years ago. And his doctor said that he can go up just for a day or two. And his counselor and his parents asked him what was the day he wanted to go up. So he said the day that bike for high arrives. And I asked him, I said, yes, see, I don't understand. You have helicopter rides in camp. There's every type of event and every type of concert. Why is it when bike for high comes? He says, for me, that's the most special feeling in the world to see the riders coming just for me. And that's the most meaningful part of camp. Unbelievable. How's the New Jersey region doing at High Lifeline? It's the second largest region um, after the New York um, region of High Lifeline, sadly. So <laughs> I have dual responsibilities. Um, I run the New Jersey region, which is primarily um, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which is the largest children's hospital in the world, which brings Jewish children from across the country, not only from New Jersey and New York. And then I'm the executive director of Bike for Chai as well, which right. started out in my office when... David Eggert walked into my office in 2009 as a volunteer. He said, you know, I want to take my bike up to camp, and I have this idea of doing this bike ride. I basically threw him out of my office. <laughs> so anybody that says 
that it was my idea and my creativity is just, I'm the first one to say it's wrong because I, I initially threw him out of the office. Well, we spoke to him <laughs> earlier in this show, and he's proud to be the founder of Microsoft. He's yeah. very proud about should it. Be. I can tell you that much. He yes, should you're be. right. He certainly should be. And, and of course, New Jersey region and Bike for Chai began in New Jersey because Correct. now we're in Stanford, Connecticut. It used to kick off from central New Jersey. Right. It kicked off the first year in 09. It kicked off in Lakewood. Right. Um, I mean, two groups. We had, um, no, no, first year 09 was just Eggert. Right. And the second year when we had 40 riders where A.B. Mala was, so we had a group leaving from Lakewood and a group leaving from Deal. Right. And after 20 miles, we met up. Um, and then that was in 2010. And 11, 12, um, I think, and 13, we left from we left from Asbury Park. Right. Um, from the Berkeley and Asbury Park. And last year, we left from... Um, the Radisson and Piscataway. So a lot of Jersey connections in yes, the history yes. of Bike for Chai, to yes. say the least. Yes. Um, uh, Rabbi Shirley Fried is with us. JM and the AM, continue to give. Go to the website. I- I've been asking this to everybody. From your perspective, it must be remarkable, this 5.6 million number, which is only going to grow over the next few days and next few weeks. God willing, it's yes. It's just incredible. And it's really an international community effort. You're hearing from people in countries all around the world, not just the United States. No question. I mean, um, <clears throat> we have riders from Israel that came into this. We have a big contingency out of out of Canada, from Montreal, Toronto, you know, throughout throughout the country and internationally as well, raising money and coming to ride for the kids. It's incredible. Rabbi Shirley Fried, enjoy the next two days. Thank you so much. We'll see you up in camp. I wish I can ride, but sad, <laughs> uh, sadly I have to run it. <laughs> well, as I always say, use, use my line. Wait till next year. Hopefully I'll ride. <laughs> but you, I know so you're much. very busy over the next couple of days, to say the least. Rabbi Shirley Fried is the executive director of Bike for Chai and, of course, the New Jersey regional director for Chai Lifeline. Thank you so much. Great seeing you, and thank you for having us. It's much appreciated. JM in the AM. The Bike for High start line is uh, lighting up. The sections are being um, cordoned off so that everybody knows exactly where to go and where to be when the race begins. We have Kolev Klein with us live in our outdoor studio here at JM in the AM. He's from the city of Los Angeles. He was honored in 2015 at the annual event for dedication to the Young Leadership Development for High Lifeline. Kolev Klein, welcome to JM and the AM. Thanks for having me here. A lot of people from L.A., right? Yeah. It's like 10 guys come from L.A. Pretty amazing. I'll tell you. It's incredible. And they they bring their own bicycle, right? Oh, yeah. They're not, they're not renting bikes in these no, parts. No, no, no. Everyone packs them up, puts what them happens? together ourselves. Is, is it difficult? It just goes on the plane and it's fine. <laughs> A little nervous, but... <laughs> you don't want it to get damaged. But you don't want it to get damaged. You have to... You have to know what you're doing a little bit, and then... Are the people at the airport helpful, or sometimes not? <laughs> well, I got lucky this year. They uh, they didn't even charge me to transfer my bike here to LA. Usually they charge $150 each way, but... <laughs> they probably knew the cause you were riding for. No? Probably not. The guy next to me paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, I guess you were very charming. So Los Angeles has been um, uh, really uh, incredible. We spoke to someone from L.A. last week who was uh, who's part of this team, and they've come through with uh, with amazing fundraising as well. Uh, when it says dedication to young leadership development, why do you get that distinction? What is it that you're doing to attract young people to be part of this whole effort? Well, I mean, we're always trying to get people to be involved in a good cause with, uh, you know, High Lifeline, Bike for High, and... Um, it, it's something that really sells itself. It's not. It's not hard to convince people to join an organization that does so much good things for for people who really need it. And that's it, huh? 
And you've noticed that a lot of young people are taking to it. Yep. Even in L.A. Even in L.A. Yeah. It's amazing how many teenagers and those who are in the uh, are in their 20s or so are being attracted to the cause and are par- starting to participate and really getting their feet wet in the world of Jewish philanthropy yep. by participating in these events, which is pretty cool. So are you looking forward to 105 miles today? Sure. You really are? No problem. <laughs> you sound skeptical. No, not skeptical at all. We've... we've uh I think I've ridden until this point 3,400 miles this year, so uh, we're ready to go. And you're from an area of the country where you don't have to wait till April to do the outdoor rides. Absolutely you probably have not. a massive advantage compared to a lot of people out here. Well, people don't know, actually. In L.A., the winters are, are it's cool. Where you can't ride? You could ride, but it's when it's cold outside, a little cold, it's still, you have to... Uh, you have to rough it a little bit. No, no, uh, no wailing sound effect, Mark, in the background for this one. The people in LA complaining about the weather. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we do we do ride all year, and it's it's nice. But we, it's like it's like anywhere else. You know, once once it gets closer, you ramp it up, and then the the longer yeah. ride starting, then you really get training into it. That's for sure. What are you looking forward to most besides the finish line, which is of course what we keep hearing about from everybody? Just enjoying the whole event. It's a, the whole thing is fun. It's like from from the beginning to the end, they take care of you. It's just uh, a vacation from life a little bit, and you get to, we, we call it camp for adults. You know, you have two days where you can just come and relax. Everything's taken care of for you, and um, we all like riding. We all like we all like eating. And um, what's, bre- what's breakfast like before? I have the- no idea. I'm here sitting here. Yeah, but I mean your breakfast. Like you specifically will or will not eat certain things I now will- or not? My plan is not to eat too much. Okay. And so it can I- be anything? Like- well, we'll try to do- find some carbs and... and uh, Usually, usually when we ride in LA, our training rides are Sunday morning. So I'm usually running between Nates and Macharusa and running, try to grab something to eat. So I'm not usually usually eating too much before rides. Oh, so. This is no big deal. Yeah, we're ready to go. All right, Kolev Klein. Our best regards, to everybody from Los Angeles and the LA team that's here for Bike for Klein. Good luck today. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much. Continue your amazing work. There you go, folks. We continue to meet some great people from around the country who are supporting. Bike for Chai. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Manope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting from Bike for Chai. Around the world on the web, jmdm.org. Special welcome to those tuned in on the NSN app. Don't forget, you can watch all the proceedings right now at nachomsegel.com and enjoy it. Also keep in mind, excuse me, keep in mind 2 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. 2 p.m. Eastern Time Thursday, we'll be live at Camp Simcha for the big finish line, the world's greatest finish line. We'll be there. You'll be able to see it and hear it on our website right here at jmnam.org and nachomsegel.com.
Shimon Kramer with a great brand new selection entitled I Say. Jonathan Friedman is here at Bike for Chai. He's cycling in honor of Gino Bartelli, and we'll explain all that coming up. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning. Good Where morning. are you from? I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, imagine that. Gino Bartelli was an Italian cyclist. Correct. Who won the Tour de France twice. This is when? What decade? Uh, 1938 and 1948. Wow. He risked his life in World War II to save members of the Jewish community. Correct. Uh, therefore, in addition to him being honored as a righteous Gentile in Yad Vashem, you're honoring his memory by riding in his memory. Correct. How did this come about that you uh, associated with this story? Well, s- sometimes in life you're just in the right place <laughs> at the right time. Um, something like this never never happened to me. But uh, I've been going to an Italian barber in Manhattan for many, many years. Um, and he's actually from Italy. Uh, and... Um, he's just one of those, you know, fellows that make an impression on you. He doesn't talk a lot, but when he says something, it's 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 really right. Um, and, and while I was there one day uh, last year, he introduced me to uh, a Wall Street executive that uh, had financed a, a documentary that just came out called My Italian Secret. Uh, and one of the leading characters in that documentary is Gino Bartoli. And this fellow, while I was getting my haircut, was standing next to me. Um, the entire time telling me about the story with great passion. Um, so I, I just, you know, it was sort of catchy, and I just thought that it's something that, a gesture I can make back to him. And then, you know, first started as a simple a simple idea, but over the course of time I've I met uh, a number of interesting people that are involved with uh, his memory and his story. Um, so that's where we are today. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so, uh, like we said, and, and in addition to everything you just mentioned, he's honored as a righteous Gentile in Yad Vashem, which is, of course, the one of the greatest memorials for somebody like this who went ahead and risked his life to save Jews. Uh, is this the first time you're riding in his memory? Correct, yeah. And, and I just want to go back to that. It, it, the story of Yad Vashem is yeah. interesting in that 
you know, during his lifetime, there were people that attempted to tell a story, and he was very, uh, he was very adamant about not publicizing what he had done, and so that was another another uh, factor in just thinking about um, who he was. Um, uh, he was very humble in in his in, in his deeds. Uh, as a cyclist, he was a tremendous competitor, fierce competitor, but in you know, as a person, he, he had that great humility about, about his deeds. When you fundraise for Bike for Chai, do you mention this story and tell people what you're doing and whose memory you're preserving? A- abs- absolutely. I mean, I think uh, just just to recognize, I mean, I, I uh, Davin uh, by Rabbi Sher uh, is part of uh, a lot of the guys that are at Team Ori. Uh, I just want to mention Right, that. we mentioned Team Ori yeah, earlier. And, and, and on, the corp- on the corporate side, I'm, uh, I originally started out with Team Platinum. That's my employer. <laughs> so it's it's funny to sit here and uh, you know doing my own thing. Really, I really feel part of both both of those uh, both of those teams. Um, but this was just one of those chance things. Do we have any? Uh so, newspaper so, clippings correct, or video evidence correct. of his Tour de France uh, accomplishments? A, 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 absolutely. I mean, there, there's, there is footage. Um, I've, I've seen it. It, you know, it's, it uh, kind of takes you back, back to that day. The bicycles were a little different, no? Bicycles were different. <laughs> the technology was different. Um, but you know, the spirit is the same. The, the right. spirit of cycling is a, is an interesting thing. I haven't biked before up until a couple months ago, um, and it, it's, it's a metaphor for life. I feel that you know, it's sort of climbing hills and challenging yourself and of course, nothing compared to what the kids are um, the kids are going through, but it, it, it gives you a little little sense of challenge. Oh, what an amazing story, Jonathan Friedman. He is uh, cycling in honor of Gino Bartoli, an Italian cyclist, two-time Tour de France winner, and someone who risked his life in World War II to save Jews. Thank you for bringing this to our attention, okay, thank and you. good luck today. Thank, thank you for having me. I don't know how you have that good radio voice at this hour. <laughs> <laughs> we try our best. All right. Do you have your cycling legs ready for this hour? I hope so. All right. I'll do my best. Yeah, I know you'll do your best. Everybody will. Thank you, Jonathan. Okay, thank you. Jonathan Friedman, a lot of great stories uh, going on here at Bike for Chai. A lot of wonderful things happening. A lot of families involved. A lot of different causes involved. A lot of people bringing to the attention uh, those who are uh, being memorialized and many who have uh, who are having the race uh, done in their honor or in their memory. Uh, during Bike for Chai. Don't forget to go to the website. The Bike for Chai website gives you the opportunity to continue to support the incredible efforts of High Lifeline, Cam Simcha, and all their great work. We've really dedicated the entire morning to this as we encourage everybody to keep adding to what they're doing. It's an incredible effort. Those of you who are not familiar with High Lifeline, which would be hard for me to believe, but there might be people in the community who are not familiar with what they're doing on a daily basis in New York City, New Jersey, and everywhere uh, everywhere in the entire country and the world. Uh, you can go to the website and get more information and, of course, support one of the riders, support one of the teams, and get involved in a very important way. We are at the start line. The sun is now up. I see some of the public officials, including Stanford police, who are gathered right in front of us because they want to make sure that this start to the race or to the ride, I should say, yeah, ZK pan a little bit and see. Everyone will be able to see what's going on here. Uh, they want to make sure that the start of the race is a safe start and that there's no no tangling problems. You ever see that Tour de France where sometimes there's a... Uh, you know, one rider next to each other. And why are you laughing? I don't get that. What's so funny about that? Am I, am I, am I misrepresenting what happens at the Tour de France? No, because I watch SportsCenter every morning. Yeah. And, like, those are the, you know, the not the top ten players. <laughs> when you see the bicyclists a little too a little close to each other. Each correct. Other. Yeah, usually a disaster occurs and then a chain reaction. So they're trying to avoid that, and I'm sure they will. And the local officials extremely cooperative, as you can imagine, to make sure that it all goes smoothly this morning. Those of you who missed our conversation earlier, this type of scene is duplicated all 
through the course. When you're traveling 105 miles by bicycle today, and then another uh, another 70 plus tomorrow, there are town officials and city officials and safety and public officials who are on those roadways, uh, helping out, uh, making sure everything goes as safely as possible through every one of those towns. And it's an incredible amount of cooperation, really an incredible effort on the part of so many people. In addition to that, you have these pop-up rest stops and entertainment centers, as it was described to us earlier, where you never know what may happen <laughs> as each rider uh, stops at a rest stop, gets some food and drink, and is usually treated to something unique and special during that specific stop. So there's a lot going on. Everybody out there is invited to go to the website. It's um, the Bike for High website. Just search for it, and you'll have it. And you'll be able to, uh, and you'll be able to support, and you'll be able, yeah, and you'll be able to support the, um, the cause and do so right now and add to that incredible total. Morty Husarski, I hope I have that pronounced correctly. Very good. He is with us live in our makeshift outdoor studio in this beautiful Stanford, Connecticut facility. He's a member of Team Federal Savings Bank, a five-year corporate sponsor of Bike for Chai. That's right. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Where are you from? Brooklyn, New York. All right. Why did Team Federal, based on my math, they got involved really early on Bike for Chai. Why did they take to uh, Bike for Chai so quickly back in 2010? Well, it's actually, um, I took to Bike for Chai back in 2010. (laughs) Um, I've been riding since 2002, and uh, I remember a time when you could ride and you had nobody to ride with. Right. And, uh, you know, over the years, uh, <clears throat> many of the Brooklyn riders that are here today got into riding because of me. And back in 2010, it was like, bike for high, bike for high. And I was like, oh, I want to do bike for high. And I couldn't do it that year because of a back injury. I actually only rode the next year. Right. And when I got on board the next year, it was, you know, it was like a last minute thing. I said, okay, we're doing this. And the company was behind me. They were like, okay, take three days off from work. Go for it. And it just snowballed. It's been incredible. Today we have a great team. We have uh, seven members riding with us. Uh, team Federal. Yep. And uh, we're on the jersey, too. You know, you see us right back Very there. Very nice. So, yeah, we're uh, we're super excited. I mean, five years in the making, and uh, wow, the numbers are just spectacular. The yeah. numbers are staggering, and I, I've been asking so many people who are really close to this whole situation and are working with High Lifeline and Bike for High, not just the volunteers and cyclists, and they're astounded. They cannot believe the international reaction to this thing. It's it's absolutely incredible, beyond our wildest imagination. Um, it, you know, I've been involved on the inside as well. Uh, all year round doing the planning, I'm working with Rabbi Yol and, uh, and Srilli and Mindy, and, you know, from, from the day we finish, we already, you know, work on next year. And each year we talk about how many more riders can we get. And I remember the first year when we were at, like, 90 riders and we had a meeting about three months after the ride. <laughs> And now we've tur- turned it in. We've already had our meeting for next year already last week. You know, we're already, we're already on next year. But it's so hard to believe. Wow. After the first year, we sat down. About three months after the ride, there was a group of about 10, 12 people in the room. And somebody suggested the idea of 200 riders. And we were like, 200 riders, yeah. How much money could we raise? You know, we raised 550 with 95 riders. Could we get a million dollars? And, you know, I'm a banker, right? So math is my world. <laughs> you know the numbers. I know the numbers. That's what I do. And I say... Let's do, you know, 200 riders. I quickly do the math. We'll break 1.5. And everybody looked at me like I was from 1.5? That's that's unfathomable. And uh, 1.8 million that year, right? And so every year we've been running the statistics and trying to figure out where we're going to be. And back in November, I I turned to you all and and really said, if we ride with 400 riders, we break 5.7. 
Ooh, and look where you're at right now. <laughs> and, wow. And I was like, if we could, and I'm like, that close to six million, right? And we, we have a realist, last year, from the morning of the ride through the end of, when it was all said and done, we raised $270,000. Oh, well, then at that pace, you're going to get to your goal. We're, we're, we're close. And we'll, we'll break 5.7. Right, we're, for we're sure. We're 5.65 right now. Correct. Right? So that's, that's, the question is, can we Can it get to 6 million by the end of the race? You know, Nahum, I, I've been talking to people, and this is the 70th year of the liberation. You know, and people Correct. don't pay attention to that. Right. We have Team Juno Bartali, right? You know, right. in, in, honor of, in honor of uh, a, a hero. And, uh, you know, we're riding into Camp Simcha on August 6th, 70 years to the day of the bombing of Hiroshima. Correct. You know, the, the children are the future, right? This is this is the future of Kuala Yisrael. We, we pride ourselves on up, uplifting the future and looking to the future. Look where we are. If we could raise $6 million. How symbolic in, is that, in, in huh? This year. Wow, how symbolic that would be. And we are so close. I mean, if every one of the listeners out there just went online and went to Bike for Chai and found a rider, found somebody they knew and gave a couple of dollars, we would hit that $6 million, you know, and that, that would be something incredible. I mean, we're already beyond incredible, but it's it's just something, that would be something super special. That would be like the real icing on the cake. Morty Husarski is here. What do you say to people who are, I don't know, hesitant to get into the whole cycling thing? Not just bike for high, but in general, you know, in our community, there are a lot of people who who would prefer to stay stationary and not necessarily get as active as you cyclists. What well, would you say? Well, two things. The other day, I was with my wife, and we saw two cyclists go by. With my son was in the car. First cyclist went by in beautiful gear, and the second guy was like a Rebbe going by in his black hat and his jacket. <laughs> and I was like, no helmet. And my wife was like, yeah, no helmet. I was like, that's it. I'm going to design a black hat helmet so you can ride without compromising your standards. Of Yiddishkeit, you know, um, I used to be 300 pounds, and look at me now. Yeah, for right? those watching the video, they could see it's a it, marked difference. It's yeah, and and cycling was a big part of that. Getting it off, maintaining it, and keeping it off—it's a way of life, you know. I mean, we, you know, we enjoy it. It's fun, and I got to tell you, there's nothing like getting out on the open road for a few hours, shutting it all off. And just just you, the open. Well, it used to be just me in the open right. road. Now it's me and four hundred people right. in the open road. You know, but, but it's it's incredible, and it's 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 camaraderie, friendship. Where you know you're constantly talking to people. Hey, when are you riding? What are you doing? Let's, let's have some fun. And you set your schedules and you go out and do it. And and it's just a couple of couple of minutes a day. Sometimes sometimes it's a three hour ride. But it's a way of life, you know. Uh, Morty, we're going to keep encouraging people to uh, to go to the website to support and get to that special goal you just well, mentioned. It would be incredible if we can get there. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Nahum. It's a pleasure. Morty Osarski, and uh, he did, that is a symbolic goal, to say the least. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get there. Everybody out there should, should help. Help as much as you can. Um, <laughs> Zachariah Waxler is here. I'm laughing because, oh, you have your mic. I'm laughing because uh, everybody, you know, in our notes gets a special distinction um, in terms of their association, accomplishments, etc. Zachariah is uh, in our notes as a Hasidic cyclist who <laughs> leads the team Roth and Company. Welcome to the show. <laughs> is, is there something special to being a Hasidic cyclist? I, I, you know, it's really, it's really free. It has some kind of hang up with some. You know, we're, we're having a Hasidic cyclist, <laughs> but there are a lot of people from the Hasidic that's, community now. That's true. That's true. But he's been calling me for you know for for months saying I need you to get into the hundred K club. I need a Hasidic guy to get into the hundred K club. That's a good goal. I like that. That's a very good goal. Uh, how has this been received? I'm sure everybody 
watching and listening wants to know in the Hasidic community, when the, when, when the people in the Hasidic community have learned that there are many who want to be part of this cycling community. I, I really haven't heard anything really negative about it Good. at all. Um, some people encourage it. Some people are quiet about it, but really no no real negativity at all. Right. And I'd be amazed at how much knowledge some of those from the Hasidic community have about bicycles, right, and about the equipment. Because I see it sometimes. You know, there's a bike shop right under our studio in New York. Right. And I see sometimes guys from Williamsburg coming and ask, asking bike shilas that are unbelievable. Real question. <laughs> yeah. And once you get once you start cycling, then then uh, you, know, you you learn very quickly. Right, and you want to know more and right. tweak things one way or the other. Tell us about Team Roth and Company. What's that all about? So Team Rothko is we. Oh, it's Rothko. I'm we're, we're Roth and Company, right. which is the company name. And then we we're, call it Team Roth. We're we're a bunch of Roth and Company employees. Last year we did a team. We did it again this year. It it it, it, it it's fun. We we go out on rides. We 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 talk about it all the time in the office. Um, <laughs> nine riders. That's the last, obsession, huh? It, yeah, it kind of it kind of gets people into it. A lot of people say, you know, I'll join you next year, but it's always it's always next year. Right. Um, and we really, you know, we we really having a good time um, for from. Months usually it starts, you know, sometime as soon as the sun comes out in March. Um, that's when we really start. A drop of warm weather, and all of a sudden you're on the road, right, and you're right, and you're cycling with everybody. How large is the team Rothko? Team Rothko is nine riders, nine riders, and the company is is, is you know close to eighty employees. Right. Are you happy with the fundraising effort this year for Team Rothko? I am. We're very pleased. We exceeded last year's um, goal. This year's goal, um, we got to a decent number. It's always, it's never it's, enough. And it's still growing. And hopefully it's still right. growing, right. And everybody out there could, uh, if they know anybody on Team Rothko, they can go right now and support right now. them. Support all day. Them. Right, all day through the race and through next week as well if they want. Why not? Right. Keep it There's coming no in. End. Um, so it's funny. What do you say to people who do say wait till next year and who do claim that, you know, they, they may actually take you up on it? There's got to be some at some point who actually join, right? Yeah, sure. Sure. They, they you know, they, 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 it, it, it's a very big commitment. So it's it's a very big time commitment and and you know somewhat financial. Right. Got to go out and get the bike and get uh, and get the gear. So some people actually will pull through, and then some some people will have to push it off another year. When when do you find the majority of your uh, riding? Friday and Sunday. Oh uh, yeah, that's when you're basically we, we can doing. We do so I, I typically do some evenings, but um, I mean, has anybody from Team Rothko? Ever gone out after Havdullah immediately and started a ride? Uh, not that I'm aware of. And, and we're following everybody on Strava. Not that I am aware of. So you can't just have the Charles and Kugel and then all of a sudden. Oh, you could. It just uh, I haven't seen it around. Also, it's right. late, you know, once we're right. riding. It's yeah, late. hey, in Williamsburg, even in the winter, they're ending Shabbos That's late, true. right? As simple as that. Thank you, for, thank you for playing along with me on that. Uh, Zachariah Waxler, member of the Hasidic community, Team Rothko. Uh, they're getting set. You're going to be lining up in a few minutes, you know. Yeah. It's an exciting moment. Very. Yeah. And uh, how will you feel 105 miles from now? Um, I'm hoping like I feel right now. That's just a hope. But, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be fine. We've done some good rides and some good training rides. And uh, I Have you done 105 recently? Um, actually, last week we, we biked Bar Park to Monticello. So we did a good ride, 115 miles. You biked from Bar Park to Monticello? That was uh, a week ago Thursday. What's the route? What's the main part of that route? Well, it's, it, it, it's just the equivalent. So it's the 9W instead of Palisades. We'll do the 59, Old 17, and then pretty much up Goshen Turnpike. Red Out West? Yeah, you pass Red Apple Rest? 
Um, the old, the old uh, big rest stop over there. Yeah, that's an old. No, well, yeah, on the old. Yeah, on the, on that's the like old outside of Tuxedo. Do, yeah, you, yeah. do you go through Tuxedo, New York? Yeah, that whole yeah. We're passing, you know, Slotsburg and Tuxedo, and and then we, we, you know, that is one way to get from Borough Park to. There's also these bus shuttles, right, from Borough Park to Monticello. But the other way is hopping on your bike. <laughs> we, we get there the same day. <laughs> that's good. Unbelievable. Good luck today and tomorrow. We'll see you up in camp. Zachary Waxer, thank you, Zachary. Great having you. We'll see you at Camp Simcha tomorrow. Don't forget, everybody, 2 p.m. tomorrow. We'll be there live. Video, audio, the whole thing on the website. Start line looks great. Everybody's excited and ready. And uh, we are uh, we are excited and ready for the big start coming up here at JM in the AM. Mark Zamek, who's producing today's show, is with me. Um, when are we buying our bicycles? When are we... Uh, when are we making a commitment to I, bike I, for high? I think my wife would definitely be in the um, the women's race before I'm in the men's race. <laughs> um, hey, after all, it's only 180 miles. Listen, so is from. It's, by the way, you know what is also 180 miles what? from my house to Camasora. That's right. It is 180 miles. From mine, it's 190. Right. Yeah, that's funny. Someone must have done this already. Manhattan to Masora. Somebody must have no. done it. No? Really? Somebody must just, have biked it at some point. Once you get off the highway, that's The camp's got a lot part. of crazy people in it. You know that. Yeah. I'm telling you. I heard Zach Rosen's going up to camp. You know, Zach Rosen was on the air with us. I'm <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, here we are at the start line, and we're getting ready for Bike for Heights. Two days, I see everybody. see bikers out there already, by the way. They're lining up. And you know what's also cool I noticed? I mean, I, I've never really been um, at these kinds of events before, but the, it must have been police from... Other jurisdictions were here with the Stanford police. To help out. But all shaking hands, good morning, right. like they're all like the chief of police. They're all like sort of like so excited. That they to all be have here. a small part. Right, and they're all, you know, and, and, and everybody's shaking hands with the guys who are running. It really just is so nice to see. A lot of camaraderie. Unbelievable. A lot of unity, a lot I'm of sure there are other. I mean, I, I, would, I would have to imagine, it, even at the beginning of something like the New York Marathon, it's the same kind of thing. It's just everybody's coming together from so many, so many hours and hours and hours of work and preparation just to finally see it beginning. I, I can't imagine what this is going to look like 20 minutes from now. Yeah. I mean, the way they have this cordoned off. I have ZK, if you could just flip all the way around to see they have these sections for in you know, one driveway <laughs> and right and the driveway into the parkland hotel they have these five sections where ostensibly they're going to have a hundred bikers each in each of these five sections um i guess so like we said before they won't trip over each other mm. but it, just to think that this is all going to be filled a sea of Men wearing the ugliest clothes you can possibly. <laughs> and it's funny because we keep talking about the finish line, rightfully so, but the start line is pretty cool, I must say. Right, I wonder if they wear the same shirt on the second day. Ooh, good question. I have a feeling that they give them an alternate shirt. You think? I think so. I like the shirt, the Wickaway zipper shirt. It's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, I'm telling you, once you commit to the 180, you're going to get one. Well, but you have to commit to the one at 180 miles first. I might have to have 180 dollars first. Maybe I'll go in there. That's possible, but I think the 180 miles is a more direct route to yeah, get that. Not going to happen. Um, as of now, based on and remember, for us, it's about 6:15 in the morning. As of now, uh, over 5.6 million, and we're asking everybody to get to the website and help support Bike for Chai. It is an incredible, 
unified effort for the uh, worldwide community, and everybody out there has an opportunity to be part of it. There's a rider. You know, I sponsored a rider. Nobody's guessed yet which rider I sponsored, but I sponsored a rider. Really? Yeah, I sponsored a rider. In fact, now that you've basically over two days, because we were here last night, have had a chance to meet most of the riders or see no, most of the people, what? you should be able to guess who I sponsored. Most of them. We have not met most of them. You haven't met most? No. You certainly have seen the majority of the riders. You've but, seen 200 riders. By the way, this is how far away I am from biking 180 miles. Yeah. We're in a room. We're, we're in a building of a, four... At least 700 Jews. Right. I only know about a dozen people. <laughs> and that would keep you away from getting you involved? No, that normally if I walk into a restaurant, I know a dozen people. It's like... Isn't that strange? Oh, you had a rough night, I see. No, I slept for the two hours you let me sleep. No, I'm saying you had a rough night last night when nobody was recognizing you. No, 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 I prefer not to be recognized. I like to recognize other people. And it just wasn't happening, huh? Yeah, it just, it was, but it's just a whole different, I mean, almost all the guests here are from Brooklyn. Yeah, you know who the real rock star was last night, ZK? He knew everybody here last night. Oh, that's funny. Everybody, everybody knows ZK. It's incredible. It's hysterical. Everybody's involved in that Brooklyn community, and ZK right. is you can a come to superstar. Tina, he, you can come to Teaneck ZK, people would not know you from all the wall. <laughs> so he's the real star. Uh, gives us an opportunity to thank ZK, to thank Stan in our studio, and of course Mark Zamek and Jamie Turkel and everybody here. A big shout-out to Mindy, right? Mindy gets a shout-out. you know why? Because you always need someone on the other end helping to coordinate. You know that, Mr. Zamek? You need somebody on the other end. Like Stan. Coordinate. Yeah, that's the other end that way. So I want to thank Mindy for all her help, and a big thank you to her. Uh, I have the, a whole list of people. Melanie Quistel, Yoel Margulies, who we spoke to, Rabbi Fried, who is with us. Mindy Tyner is who I mean, and I thank Mindy for all of her help. Rabbi Scholar, a big thank you to you and to everybody at High Lifeline for uh, inviting us to be part of this very special day. The staff at the Crown Plaza Stamford, uh, our own Friedman, and the entire staff at the Crown Plaza Stamford, they get a big shout-out because this has been a uh, a wonderful experience here, and we thank them for it. All right. Ephraim, is it? Yes, it is. Ephraim is here. Ephraim Singal. Yes. Ephraim Singal has organized a team of riders from Detroit, Michigan. Together they have raised $100,000 to help High Lifeline help a number of families in the community whose children were diagnosed this year. Ephraim, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you for having me today. It is great to have you here. We've heard from different cities today, and Detroit, I see, is at the forefront of this effort. It is. It's. Um, I mean, Detroit has grown tremendously over the past 10, 15 years. And, uh, as a Jewish community? Yes, it has. Seriously? Yes. A lot of young families are moving to Detroit. A lot of, uh, a lot of real estate's a little bit cheaper in Detroit. A lot of job opportunities, and uh, the community is growing very, very... How very long have you been there? I was born in Detroit, and wow. I married someone from, from Detroit, and I continue to live there. So. Very nice. Boy, that's good to know. <laughs> Next trip to the Midwest. We don't just go to Comerica. We make sure to stop by the Jewish community. You're more than welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. How did the group get involved in High Lifeline out in Detroit? Well, it's kind of an interesting, interesting story. I started... Um, I'm not a cyclist, like some of the guests that you have are avid cyclists. I'm well, not, you look uh, like a cyclist well, today. Yeah, I lost a few pounds over the past couple of years. But I had a, had a bike in the garage probably like you do, sure. sitting there dusting off one, once in a while. Oh, we have more than one doing that. <laughs> um, 
I was in Baltimore actually visiting my cousin Naftali Moskowitz, who does uh, who was doing the bike for kind the past couple of years, and I'm not sure if he was trying on his jersey, his spandex, or his uh, quirky shoes, <laughs> and I was like, "What are you doing there?" So he starts explaining to me the whole story. And I was like, that's kind of inspiring. So I came back to Detroit, and uh, I was talking to one of my friends, Bubba, and I said, uh, I'm doing this. This is amazing. It seems like it's an amazing thing. I want to do this. He's like, I'll do it together with you. So we call up. I get a hold of y'all. We do an event, a small event in Detroit, and we, uh, we convince or we twist the arms of four other people to do this together with us. And... Um, it, it was amazing. I mean, last year was my first year, and probably like all the other guests that you have, there's no other feeling. The uh, the camaraderie with the with the guys here, um, the physical training that you go through, as well as the emotional reward that you get at the end, is uh, is something that you'll see tomorrow. So. We started to get into that last year. It was an amazing thing. We raised about $40,000. Um, my daughter's been involved with High Lifeline. Um, my daughter, Hani, as a, uh, as a, uh, someone in maintenance this past year, she was actually a counselor for Camp Simple Special. And like I said before, Detroit's been a, a growing city. So, um, I wanted to do something a little bit greater, a little bit more. So I organized this team called the, the D team, the Detroit team. And we're doing this in honor of, we are actually bringing a new chapter of Chaya Lifeline to Detroit because of the fact that along with a growing city, when things... Growing needs. Correct. Growing needs in different directions. So Chaya Lifeline is going to be there for us. And uh, so so this was an interesting story. So I call up you all and I said, we got to do an event back in Detroit again. So he's out in Los Angeles, February 24th, and he's hobnobbing with... (laughs) Mati <laughs> Kest and all those guys. His LA crowd. That's it. That's it. And it's beautiful weather. And I drag him out to Detroit. And I'm not, I don't know if you've ever been to Detroit in the winter. I was there once, Thanksgiving weekend for a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's um, there's about a foot and a half of snow on the ground, 20 degrees, wind chill of zero, and we and we had this barbecue, which we have between 40 and 50 people yeah. show up. I'm yeah. part of a group called Detroit Chesed Project. I dragged my friends over, the four guys who started together with me, and I said, this is a great Chesa organization. So thus formed the D-team, or and, and in this case, we didn't have to convince anybody to join us. It was the inspiration of what we did last year and what we wanted to do this year that attracted these 13 members of the D-team. Uh, and I, I, I cannot tell you the, the amount of buzz that we've had with inside the city of support um, emotional support, financial support. Um, it's just been uh, overwhelming uh, in terms of what they've done for us, the city. And, and, uh, Chai- and, I, and I'm sorry? And Chaya Lifeline is just becoming... I mean, Chaya Lifeline has done a lot of things with Inside the City. There are various campers who were able to go to camp simply this year because of what we've done. And uh, like I said, this is a... It's, it's a emotional as well as physical, uh, very... Um, Rewarding experience. Amazing. And the fundraising is at six figures already. We're at $115,000 as of this morning. So we had a goal of 100. We broke that. We we raised the goal to 110. We did that. And uh, we're going to see if we can hit 118 or at least that by... By the time you finish this ride. Amazing. Ephraim Singal, Detroit, Michigan. I'm told I have to ask about your shoes. Where are those shoes of yours? My shoes? Yeah. Well, just That's a, what you're riding with. This is what I'm riding with. Yeah. And uh, what are those cleats? What's a, what is that? Uh, these are special cleats that click uh, into the uh, you know to the pedals. So, so you your feet get, never leave the pedals. 
Uh, hopefully, they never lead to pedals. And are those magnets you have? What is that? No, on the shoes itself. No, on your on your knee. Oh no, this this is a, a uh, brace. I, I ran into some type of issue last year uh, with my knee, so. Shia Lerner, a kind ER doctor from Baltimore, was riding with last year, taped me up, and he said he gave me all the stuff to get this year before the ride. So I'm all prepped and ready to go. You know, you could have used that as an excuse just to sit out the ride. Yeah, you know that. There's no excuses here. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ephraim. Good luck today. Thank you. I appreciate see, it. We'll see you up at camp tomorrow, that's for sure. Ephraim Singal, hello, Detroit, Michigan. I bet you there are people listening now in Detroit because they've got a superstar who's in Bike for High. This is the Bike for High anthem. is done by A.K.A. Pella. We'll be back. When we get to the start line and the big, big, big crescendo for our JM in the AM Wednesday at Bike for Chai, this is JM in the AM. We're riding tomorrow at 5 a.m.? Are you crazy? Yeah. Okay, I'm in. Hey, does anyone have a spare clip bar? I forgot mine at home. Stop me this time That's why I'm biking for high Pushing together as one A united peloton To the world's greatest finish line That's why we're biking for high Just got my new speed plays, they're awesome They make you faster? Totally I don't think they're working Guys Where's Margulies? I'm gonna kill that guy. He said there's no hills on the first day.
bunch of guys just did the day one room. I think we should too. Who's in? Definitely me. Absolutely. I'm in. Can we make a stop soon? I think I need more chamois butter. You got new zip car wheels? Yep, they were on sale for only fifteen hundred bucks. Do they make you faster? Totally. I don't think they're working. like that bike for a high anthem unbelievable here we are this is it the start line is now filled up zk is panning so that everybody can watch it on the video right now at nachomsegel.com look at that group look at this amazing group of guys who's ready to head up to camp simcha on this two-day journey by bicycle and the make bike for high the most successful one ever yes mark Anybody who's driving up yeah. from anywhere in Connecticut to the Catskills yeah. tomorrow well, should wave to the guy in the blue shirt. Yes. Tomorrow's the yellow, yellow shirt. shirt right? Right. Tomorrow's yellow the yellow tomorrow. shirt. Today's blue, tomorrow's yellow. And uh, th- this group, as we said, this group of, uh, of uh, 400 riders are divided up into groups. And they are cheering. And taking they are picture. very, very high-spirited. They're taking group pictures. They're doing a lot of personal videos, a lot of GoPro action. There's a lot happening here in the final minutes before the big start. And then these groups that are lined up all the way down this long driveway at the Crown Plaza are going to head off. And if you think this is exciting, the finish line is even more exciting. But I'm glad to see how exciting it is here at the start. I can tell you that much as all these riders from so many different areas, including so many different cities around the United States and areas of um, of the globe, have come together to participate in Bike for High and to show this incredible support. For a great organization and a wonderful cause. Camp Simcha is getting ready. We'll be there at 2 p.m. tomorrow. We'll be there at 2 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow on Thursday. And I'll give you plenty of updates on the live JMNAM Thursday morning. And you'll be able to uh, hear and see everything that we experience with uh, with Bike for Chai at Camp Simcha. That's going to be tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Pan to the crowd, ZK, because they are about, they are about to... Uh, they are about to leave. They're about to, to get, get their final pump-up session and leave. It looks like it looks like there is someone that's going to be on one of those um, special cycles heading up to Camp Simpa. Am I right? Yeah. Um, you mean a handicap cycle? I think so. Yeah. Unless I, I may not have seen that properly. Uh, I see a wheelchair up there. I yeah, I know see. there are years when when riders actually ride someone up to camp. You know, they actually oh, ride a cool. companion. Oh, you mean like pulling somebody? Correct. Oh, they wow. pull or pushing up to camp. So that Maybe might... they're just doing it symbolically at the beginning. Could be. Uh, when you see the video, by the way, you're uh, you're seeing some of the most sophisticated bicycles you've ever seen. 
ZK's got the video camera, MalcolmSiegel.com homepage uh, on the crowd right now. Can you so come you can all the way around, ZK, on. to show how far back it goes? Yeah, is that possible? Because this start line is not just this group of 50, 60 guys that you see in front of me right now. It goes all the way back. It's a whole city block of uh, bike riders. Yeah, because each section has about 100 people in it, and they're getting ready to leave and uh, get their bike for Chai started. Uh, it's basically divided by the times that they're expected to do this ride in. Well, do, do they put the slower guys in the front or the faster guys I in the front? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I think the way I understood it was faster in front. That's the I'm way just I, kidding. That's the I'm way sure I, it is. I understood it. And, and every one of them is getting ready to, uh, to accomplish and to come through on their word of what they told everybody who's been, uh, who's been, um, uh, contributing to their team and to their cause, uh, sponsoring them through Bike for Chai, and that is that they will ride the 180 miles as long as people make commitments. And as we know, as of now, it's close to $5.7 million worth of commitments that have come in from around the world, and everybody out there is uh, encouraged to keep that number growing, to keep that number growing and to keep that number increasing over the next few days and the next few weeks. So uh, go to the website, the Bike for Chai website, and keep contributing. All of our social media outlets are uh, relatively active, to say the least. Thanks to Jamie Turkel, and I thank her. Uh, go to uh, Facebook, Nahum Siegel Network. Go to uh, Twitter at Nahum Siegel Net. And uh, in, in showtime, not in real time because we're doing this early, but in showtime, uh, everything will be posted, and you'll be able to uh, see all the different things that we saw and all the guests that we had on the air here at JM and the AM. So go to the social media sites and get ready to participate in that way. The DJ is uh, is really pumping up the crowd. I don't know how the residents of Stanford are going for this, but I guess they know how great a cause it is, right? <laughs> yes, I would imagine most of the residents in the neighborhood are awake. <laughs> At this point, they certainly are. We were warned about turning our speaker too loud at about 5 a.m., but yeah, this is... Uh, not a problem now. It doesn't seem like it. For the first time, it's not starting in New Jersey. It's starting in Stamford, Connecticut and heading up to Camp Simcha, where we will be tomorrow. And all these uh, hundreds of riders are very anxious to get going. It, it looks like they're ready. I guess they're just waiting for the signal. Is that this point? Well, they, she said 7 o'clock on the nose. So we're T-minus three, three minutes. Yeah. Even though it's uh, 14 minutes in front of 9 o'clock. Right. It's the, the administrators are trying to get the riders to conform I'm not sure they realize what it's like to get uh, a bunch of Jewish men to get in line. They're all looking for the for the line they're supposed to be in, so they're not the fast line that not everybody else is in. Uh, well, I don't know. It looks like they're lined up pretty well uh, and doing a good kidding. job. I know, I know. Did you notice the uh, some of the psychedelic bicycle helmets? A lot, a lot of the traditional white, but then you have a lot of uh, very interesting ones. Well, it's also I. This is probably the the bike ride or the biking event in the world that has the most per capita yarmulkes under helmets. <laughs> I would think so. Which one are you pointing out? The bright orange. Oh, they're a special team. The L.A. team has of the course. orange helmets. Of course, they're bright orange. The bright more orange helmets is the L.A. team. Very interesting. There you go. Are you serious? Oh, wow. Who does that? Yoel Margulies, I am told, is going to be saying Tfilas Haderach with everybody. That's so cool. 
Only here, only in our community, of course. Uh, they're going to be saying Tilos and Derek together, uh, which will be, I so guess. Turn on the remote mic so I can take it over there for it. Yeah, that'll be a good idea. I guess that'll be the um, the final thing before the uh, signal to actually leave here. That should be the last thing that everyone does before they leave anywhere, especially during the summer months. All the driving and riding that's going on in the good weather. Good luck. Wishing everybody good everybody luck. please get on your bikes. Bike for Chaya, JM in the AM. Go to the website. Support the cause. It is one of the uh, most amazing international community efforts we have ever seen. And they are approaching 5.7 million. And chances are you know one of the riders or teams that are participating in Bike for Chaya. I myself sponsored somebody in this race. Wanted to make sure to participate. You could do the same thing. And as it adds together, they're going to be getting some magic numbers and completely shattering uh, their um, completely shattering their totals, their record totals from previous years. All right. Here we go. Tfilas Hadera. Ubeinenu, Eneni, Kol Roenu, Vitigmalenu, Hasidim Tobin, Vitishma, Kol Tfilatenu, Ki, Ata Shomea Tfilat, Kol Pe, Baruch, Ata Adonai Shomea Tfila. Well, where we are right now, it's 7 o'clock, it's start time. It is scary <laughs> to stand there in front of all those guys on the bicycle, i got to tell you. <laughs> it is one of the most remarkable scenes we've ever been part of. Please come to the front. It looks like we're minutes, maybe even seconds away from the start of this bike for Chai. Good luck, everybody. With a lot of Hatzlacha and a lot of Mazel. You should embark on the next 180 miles over two days, and we'll meet you up at Camp Simcha, where the uh, campers Guys, and staff please members and administration will be gathered, ready to greet everybody at the world's greatest finish line. We're there 2 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow on our stream. For, at for those of you who are not watching on NachumSiegel.com, please tune in to NachumSiegel.com. Please go. you got to see this. If you're in your car, pull it up later on the... YouTube channel, you must see this. This is an amazing sight to see. It's really very hard to describe. That's what I thought, that there are going to be a lot of people riding together in the beginning. Well, they, you can't really see from where you're standing, but they have, even within this section, the sections are blocked off to allow staggered starts. So not everyone's leaving this box at the same time. I mean, I assume within five minutes everybody will right. be gone, but there's going to be a good few seconds you'll see in the middle. Right. Oh, the music is blaring and the excitement is building, that's for sure. 
Oh, yes. The music is blaring. The excitement is building. They have a ribbon cutter. Oh, a ribbon cutting ceremony. I love it. Oh, a lot of good luck uh, signs. I love those. A lot, of, a lot of kids. A lot of kids already along the very, very first feet of the route with uh, signs of good luck and encouragement for their specific riders. That's great. We do have a couple guys in front of the line. I don't know what they're doing there. What do you mean? Oh, standing in front of the line. No, in, on their bikes in front of everybody else. Ooh. They must be the pace setters. Either, either that or they're the really hush of a guys. What? No legs, no limit. No, they're going to be out of breath before they start. <laughs> no legs, no limit. That's my chance. <laughs> ah, I love it. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. We're getting ready for the countdown. Oh, yes. Oh, there's going to be a formal countdown and everything. I yep. love that. Here we go. Are you guys ready? Good luck, Three, everybody. Two, See you up in camp one, tomorrow. Connecticut doesn't know what hit them. Look at this. Somebody is at a traffic light three blocks away. <laughs> doesn't realize they're going to be there for the next few Look minutes. Look at them. Look at them already speeding down that roadway. I love it. Oh, is that a scene? You see that DK uh, beyond downhill. the trees? I know, but I love that. Look at that. That's what it looks like for 180 miles. That's so cool. So the first 100 and so bikers just left. And now they're about to release the next group. Wow. They do this efficiently. If you're watching the video, you see it. They do this really, really efficiently. Next group is up. Ready to leave. Participate in Bike for Kai. A lot of great JM and the AM fans out there who are making... It's like one of those things where they go over to a specific guy in the dugout for a little good luck. A lot of people waving to us as their last gesture as they head off. On the bike for high up to camp. I can definitely appreciate this as somebody who can prepare and produce. <laughs> this operation is unbelievable. It is incredible. Second group is on the way. Is Jamie taking notes. <laughs> Second group is on the way. Look at them go. I love it. Oh, do I love this. Make some noise for Mendy Tyler out there. Keep watching that video, folks. MalcolmSingle.com, you see the whole thing. The women behind all the men out Tomorrow will be on the video and audio straight from camp. Two o'clock Eastern. Next time. group is on their way up. Another great group of riders here. Some nice fancy helmets in this group as well. Oh, somebody without a helmet. Where? On the other side. You sure he has nothing underneath? The guy right in the middle, what is that, a GoPro? Yeah, it is, right? The guy smack right. in the middle. Yes. Next group is ready to roll. Oh, my gosh, there's still so many. Look how many more there are. Wow. There's another group that hasn't moved up yet. There they go. I'm already tired. 
<laughs> I love watching that first turn. I love watching that first turn. Onto the main drag at Stanford. That is so cool. Can you zoom into the first turn over there? Right yeah, he got there. it. Yeah, ZK's got it a couple of times already. Big thank you to ZK and big thank you to Stan. Mark Zomick, Jamie Turkel, and all the great people at High Lifeline for helping us produce a wonderful program this morning, a high-spirited one, encouraging the community to stay involved. And if you're not involved yet, get involved with Bike for Kind High Lifeline. Such an important, incredible cause. Thanks to the staff at the Crown Plaza, Stanford. They've been amazing. Aaron Friedman and company. Thank you, thank you. If you want to add to that incredible total so far, go to the website, the Bike for High website, sponsor a rider, sponsor a team, and get involved that way. There they go. They're off. We're not yet at the final group of riders. Well, we have time before we leave the air? It's going to be close. What are we? Do you, you know what to tell me what we're up to? I'm, well, you have a clock in front of you, don't you? I know, but I don't know if the clock is, you know... Oh, gosh, I'll tell you. I'm overwhelmed. We're at 16.01. Uh, 17.40. We've got a minute and a half left. Okay. The last group of riders is leaving. I Perfect gotta, timing. I'm going to the theme now? or, or? I took foot in, in at 20 at, seconds. Achenu Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting from Bike for Chai Day 1. And getting ready for an amazing Day 2 tomorrow. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Special hello to those tuned in on the NSN app. And a big thank you to everybody who's been watching the video and has been the listening in on all of our different outlets to be part of this extravaganza and to join in in this community-wide effort, which has been off to an incredible start. And tomorrow we'll have an incredible finish. We pray for the safety of everybody who's doing this incredible ride. And a big thank you to everybody who has made a commitment to sponsor and be a part of one of these riders ride up to Camp Simcha. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Way to go, bikers. Go bike for Chaim. Just reading off the signs the youngsters have here the at the last, start. The last rider hasn't gone through, but they're taking down the signs already. <laughs> there you have it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, ZK. Thank you, Stan. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you to our entire team. Big thank you to Miriam L. Wallach, who's uh, a major part of this vision of being here today and understanding the role that we could play in bringing this to the uh, general public and to our incredible community. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Plenty more tomorrow morning live from our studio and, of course, tomorrow afternoon live from Camp Simfa. Till then, Alchem Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.